2: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to episode 55 of the Disney Underground, your experimental podcast of tomorrow. I'm your host, Gene, and we want to thank you in advance for taking this magical journey with us. If you're joining us from one of the gazillion streaming services that we're on, we welcome you in. If you're joining us from Magic of the Mouse Radio, we welcome you in from there as well. And if you're new to joining us, make sure you please hit that subscribe button, leave a review, let us know what you think. All right, we got a fun show today. Today we're going to be discussing the Muppets Haunted Mansion. Uh, With that special just dropping, we wanted to pick other attractions that we'd love to see maybe the Muppets do a special for or a movie for so we're gonna be picking uh, attractions from any one of the four parks and uh, after that we also have some fun guests in the house we have Stephanie from WDW Magazine to discuss her most magical five and we also will have Ashley from the Magical Lifestyle YouTube Network in to discuss her most magical five and then we will also have Jess from Yoho Trading Company discussing her most magical five all that and more please stick around first let's do that Disney Underground Roll Call The Disney
3: Underground Roll Call
2: The Bestiners of the Midwesterners, Dan and
4: Steph Hi
2: Hi
4: Good one,
2: Dan
1: I just came up with that (laughs) But I try it out tonight.
2: uh, (laughs) From sunny Miami, we got Joey and Sam both in the house. What's up, guys? Hey, hey, guys! Happy to be here tonight. All right, the Disney Underground is proudly brought to you by Magical Travel by Brian. Contact Brian to help you book your next vacation. Magical Travel by Brian can not only help you book your next Disney vacation, but much, much more. He can also help you book Universal Studios vacations, all-inclusive Caribbean resorts, cruises, corporate travel. They can even help you book destination weddings, even Disney destination weddings. They're going to get you the best possible price. on your trip and that is a promise you know what the best part is Dan tell them what the best part is
1: word on the street is um, they're free
2: it's free it makes it's no, it makes <laughs> no sense to not go to him it's a complete no brainer it uh, doesn't cost a cent for info go reach out to Magical Travel by Brian and you can check them out on their website www.magicaltravelbybrian.com email brian at magicaltravel.com or by phone 1-800-883-1535 extension extension double nickel five five and that's by Brian spelled B-R I A N. And uh, guys, let's get to some news.
5: Let's kick it over to to Joey. All right. First up, the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotels announced an add-on dining option that guests can choose. So according to the hotel's website, guests can arrange to sit at the captain's table for an especially memorable dinner experience. The special captain's table add-on will cost $30 per person plus tax on one night of your stay. So it's just another way to tack on. I thought this would
1: rile up, Joey. More money. I'm
5: sorry. You can't man. give me a, a can't give me a dinner with our two night five thousand dollars stay. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's you know you know how that goes. You know at the top. I mean, like basically the icing on the cake would be is they're just giving uh, specialty ronto wraps for this that you could <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. that would be outstanding. All right, next next up, guests staying at the Star Cruiser Hotel also will be able to mix their excursion visiting Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in uh, with their stay on board. So those who choose to stop into the Droid Depot on their second day to create their own droid will have access to an exclusive activity once back on board. Disney's announced that guests will be able to enter their droid in a racing competition later in the day on the uh, Galactic Star Cruiser. So Disney also noted that unlike the park, the droids can be remote controlled while aboard the Star Cruiser as well. So there may even be more opportunities to use them during your stay too. That's, That's good. If cool. anyone that doesn't Very know, cool. we, yeah, for anyone that doesn't know when you use that when you do build a droid at the Droid Depot, they usually have a designated area outside they're using it or they or, or you have to take it far away to another plan <laughs> because they don't really want you driving them around getting stepped on and all that good stuff so that's why they're talking about this cool all right up next according to variety katherine Hahn will be starring in her own wandavision spinoff series by marvel studios project will be one of the first shows as part of jack schaefer's new deal with 20th television Schaefer will be writing the script for the series. No casting announcements other than Han has been uh, made at this time.
3: On last week's show, we mentioned that Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular will be returning to Disney Hollywood Studio. But Disney has now announced a date when, it'll be re- when it will be returning. The guest favorite show will be returning on December 19th after being closed since March of 2020.
2: There you go. I guess I'm not going home for Christmas this year.
3: <laughs> as as I'm going,
5: listen, I am going to be a DHS. Listen, when they when I first saw that it was the ninth. I'm like looking for the word 2022 because I'm like these mother
2: <laughs> I'm excited It's finally coming back You know it, It's exciting Because that's That was always one of my favorite ones You know We all knew The, the same jokes every time But you still had to do it Because it was like It became such a tradition For a lot of us I'm expecting Dan and Stephanie The next time they're in town To hit that show
5: I promised Joey I would go That's what I said Listen yeah. I saw this And I'm like Thank God It will be uh, Ready to go well Before you guys even get there Yep
4: How long is the show?
5: Six hours Is oh. that too
2: long? <laughs> no, I
4: don't know what, It's like
2: <laughs> Like 20 is minutes it? it's like a half an hour yeah. Yeah, oh, maybe a
4: little less. I thought it was like kite tails. What? duration or something? I thought it was really no. short.
2: It's like I'd say like twenty minutes, maybe a half hour at most. Because
4: hmm. they Uh-oh. do, you know, they do that's do, a
5: long time. They'll do a, they'll do a stunt scene and then they got to set up the next scene. They talk to you, run some dad jokes, then they yeah. set up the next scene. There's a couple scenes that they do.
1: Oh, because I don't hear any of those ever.
5: <laughs> well, you <don't-
2: laughs>
5: These are actually I mean- Disney approved, so they're actually pretty well done. Oh, <laughs> that oh, will be a nice.
2: <laughs> Japan. <laughs> Be fair, Joey. Those are pretty bad jokes they, that they do. They're pretty bad, but you know. Okay. You know, I'll tell. I'll tell you what, though. Speaking of dad jokes, let's. You know, I I, I want to do a little competition. Um, oh boy! Me and yes, I Joey, can't
5: participate. I know.
2: Joey can't participate because his dad sent in the joke. So I want to see if you guys can tell who's which one is Joey's dad's joke and which one is my joke. So let's go with the first one. I'm going to say the first one right now. What do you call an alligator private eye?
4: Oh my gosh, he's so excited about this. Look at his <laughs> smile. I wish everyone could see how. Gene is grinning from ear to ear on this.
2: Listen, in about a month they will. <laughs> I, I was gonna say an investigator.
4: Mm.
3: Wow, you really clapped for that one. <laughs> I loved
2: it. All
3: right. Here's the next
2: one. When is the best time to go to the dentist?
3: That sounds like my father-in-law's joke.
2: 230. Tooth hurdy. <laughs> Get it? Tooth hurdy? Uh, say so those are both and exquisite And
3: three clowns Both three claps.
2: They're both exquisite jokes. There's no there's no winner uh, one, okay. They're okay. both So I asked you Dan and Stephanie which one first one or second one which one was my joke
4: Yours was the first one. 230 is a classic. Yeah. I have Yeah, yeah I'm
2: going to go with the same. You guys would be incorrect sir and ma'am. Yeah. I tell you what that investigator joke is I love it. It was like Ooh. chef's kiss when I saw it. I was like I can't wait to do it next week. I like them was, both. I think they're both Winners. It was the better of the two.
6: Yes. Oh, don't, don't the other
1: oh, one no, no, no no. And no, I thought no, the other no, one sounded no. like him because oh, you know what, Gene, he likes to look country look bear him. stuff. It just seemed like backpedaling. No, I mean, you, that's what you kind of
3: gave it away because you no, did like a triple you, clap for yours. I, I did. what well, I did triple
2: clap, but then I did a big clap for the other one because I think you're full fantastic.
5: What you should have did was said, "Hey, before you do that, which which joke did you like?" better and then guess Uh, who did it that's true but i always know that dan's always honest so there we go yep
2: (laughs) (laughs) sammy what else we got in the news
4: (laughs) oh he's so proud oh my goodness
3: okay so it has been announced that disney and scarlett johansson have reached a settlement in the lawsuit over black widow being released exclusively on disney plus the exact details of the settlement have not been released but scarlett johansson has released a statement saying i am happy to have resolved our differences with disney i'm incredibly proud of the work we've done together over the years and i have greatly enjoyed my creativity relationship with the team i look forward to continuing our collaboration in years to come hopefully this." This means the Tower of Terror movie will be back on.
5: I was gonna say, of course, she's yeah. like, I'm so happy to be back with Disney after they gave her 40 million additional. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Let's
2: say, translation Disney yeah. just cut me a check, yeah, <laughs> that's all it. And listen, I'm good, so now we, yeah. I, I'm looking,
0: but maybe maybe that's true, movies.
1: though. Maybe it is true, and she didn't want it to end like it was potentially maybe gonna end, right? But she is happy that it got worked out. Yeah. You don't, I mean, we don't know. Well, listen,
5: I, I would be if you give me millions, I'd be happy
2: too, yeah. I think she's happy for both because listen, if it was about the love, then it, did, it shouldn't have took Forty million to get it to come back. It was completely all about the love. It should have took forty million, right? Like, I think you wouldn't have. It's almost like the 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 athlete says, "Oh, I want to retire here," and then they sign somewhere else for a million dollars more. Like you could have. They offered you ten, you signed somewhere else for eleven. Like come on, like not to say a million dollars isn't a lot, but what's eleven compared to ten, right? So same thing here. Like if she was that completely happy, like listen, she'll get a chance to make way more money because she's gonna have so much more stuff she can do. But I think the money was the, was the sweetener here. I think the I think money it was helped. the principal. Oh, it was too good to pass up. Yeah, I, I did I, see
5: it. I, I wasn't joking. I thought the. Report- Report that I saw it was like forty million.
2: Yeah, I heard it was so, um, million and then more. With, I heard it with possible incentives to be more.
5: Yeah, so I'm wondering if it was because I know she initially received twenty million. So I'm wondering, was it another twenty or was it forty on top of the twenty?
2: Oh, that's a good question. I assumed just from what I read, I assumed it was another forty, so it was sixty total. And then they, because the thing I said how it was like it was forty million plus she gets more money back end money, so it's like it could be even more. Well, it will be even more because she's gonna get she's gonna hit that movie's gonna hit certain incentives. So, um, so maybe so unless so yeah, I could have misunderstood. It could have been twenty and twenty and then yeah. back, but it sounded to me like it was. Sounded to me like it was a whole new deal that was forty. Right. So yeah. there's rougher things in life than to receive a forty million dollar check. There you so, go. I guess that would be a thirty nine million dollar check. Would be rougher. I don't know. <laughs> Rough pumpkins, sticky wickets. What else we got? <laughs>
4: Well, that's all I have. All right. Hey, guys, (laughs) I've got some good news. The interactive quest, A Pirate's Adventure, Treasures of the Seven Seas, has reopened in Magic Kingdom. Head over to the Crow's Nest in Adventureland and pick up a talisman that allows you to read a secret treasure map. Then head out on the five different pirate raids through Adventureland. When guests complete a pirate raid, they can head back to receive a collector card as their reward. There are five collector cards and one for each raid. An additional card will be given to guests who complete all five raids. Posted hours for the activity are noon to 6 p.m. We talked about that before. I like it. One other thing about this, Joel just said that if you finish all of them, you used to get a fast pass for pirates. You don't anymore.
2: No. Yeah, well,
1: that's not uh, even fast. Passes you. Yeah, so, exactly. No. Hey, so you know now Yeah, so couldn't they give us something else?
4: Well, you would think, but that was before some. Oh, no, we're someone just going to get another charge. card. Oh, yeah. well. Um. Hey, I got some more here. <laughs> a new dessert has hit the Magic Kingdom, inspired by the scene in the Carousel of Progress where Un- Uncle Orville is seen sitting in the bathtub on the 4th of July. This patriotic treat comes served in a plastic bathtub. <laughs> the menu <laughs> describes this dessert as chocolate and vanilla. soft serve brownie pieces hot fudge and whipped cream topped with red white and blue sprinkles served in a bathtub you can find it at auntie gravity's galactic goodies in tomorrowland and i am so excited about that
2: it is delicious it's super you had it it? Mm -hmm.
1: yeah when i saw it i'm so jealous What's with the bathtub? <gasps> I wish they would have just added like a little, you know, kind of sugar pin or something in there just to a give hat. it a little more oh. toss back to the ride well, because yeah.
2: the, the, you know the name of it is I think they feel like the name of it is cuz it's it's Uncle Orville's. So I think I think that's why they thought that, that was enough, but I mean, to me like I, I was at first I was kind of like I didn't get it cuz I I just forgot who he was and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's the annoying house guest that is using their tub." It took me a minute to fr- put it together. So you're right. So maybe it should have fixed something else, but I think the way they figured it was the name is the guy, but unfortunately he's not. Like a main part of that show, he's only in that one little scene. I
1: wish so. they would have logoed it because it's kind of a nice thing to take home.
2: Yeah, put like a little thing on the side of the tub with the carousel of progress logo. Yeah. Or something. That would be cool. So, but it's very tasty. I mean, it's something. I mean, listen, it's just a Sunday. It's something. Is anybody yeah, surprised never... Gene had already tried this? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: They're
2: delicious, man. Delicious and nutritious. I'm
3: sold like on it. the brownie. <laughs>
2: yeah, the brownie was actually really good. Sometimes you get brownie in, it, in an ice cream, and it's like, eh. sometimes it's like too like cakey. This was like the perfect kind of texture of a brownie. It Was like a little chewy. It was like super chocolate. It was really, it was like the perfect texture for a brownie. So.
1: Was it uh, a yeah. hard ice cream or soft serve? I'd like to know. It was soft. soft serve. Ooh. I like yeah. soft serve. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. What else? We
4: got? Okay. <laughs> it's announced that some indoor character meet and greets will be returning to Walt Disney World in November. Guests will also be able to meet Disney princesses at Princess Fairytale Hall and Mickey Mouse at Town Square Theater in the Magic Kingdom. Over at Hollywood Studios, guests can meet Minnie Mouse at Red Carpet Dreams and Disney. Disney. Disney Junior All-Stars, will be in the animation courtyard. Guests will not be permitted to get autographs and hugging the character's Will not be allowed. Hands off. That's hands yeah.
5: off. Well, at least they're getting back to this
2: a little bit. Yeah, yeah totally.
4: Yeah, yeah it's something. You
2: know. Yep. no. The, uh, you know, and you know who I saw today was uh, the juggler from Epcot. Which I'm blanking on his name right now. Yeah, we just reported. On we just we it. talked yeah. about it last week, but I actually yeah. me and Joel were walking through. We saw him today in uh, in Italy. So it was like you got a so high performing. five. No, I didn't get that. First. You know what? You, you <laughs> so know who I gave? Key. You know who I gave a high five to recently? Eddie Sergio. Maserati. Sergio. Sergio. That's the name. Eddie Maserati. I gave a high five to.
4: <gasps> you did.
2: <laughs> I walked by. Him, I put my no, hand. I put my hand. I gave my five. He went with the uh, the, the Purell <laughs> right away. <laughs> so, but I don't blame him. I don't know what my hands were either under his breath. Gross. Dude. If <laughs> no. anybody,
1: if everybody, why is there Sunday see... all over my hand? <laughs> uh,
2: that his, was sticky. His hands were awfully sticky. Nice, no, listen, wicked. Um,
5: you, you, you listen, you if, if everyone can see Stephanie,
2: she's, she was dancing when she was saying that, So, you know, <laughs> you know, Eddie Maserati is awesome. Like he's, he's like the mayor of Disney Springs. He really is. All right.
4: I might cry when that moment happens. That Have me. you
2: ever met him before, Steph? No. Oh, he's there. You, he listen. you know why? You don't do the Springs that often, right? You got to the springs a little bit more. You'll definitely we don't bump go into me. do Sunday
4: the nights. I thought it was Sunday nights that he's always. No, there.
2: I mean he's. I've seen him a couple times, different nights of the week. I, you know, it's not just Sundays. I've seen him other nights. Okay. Like what was the night I? This time I didn't give him a high five. This last time I saw him, but it must have been it's Monday or Tuesday.
4: Well, if you missed the ABC special, the most magical story on earth, fifty years of Walt Disney World, that aired on October first, then I have some good news for you. The Disney special that was hosted by Whoopi Goldberg is now available on Hulu. The iridescent. Special Special event takes viewers through Walt Disney World's humble beginnings in the Swamplands of Florida and its evolution into a cultural phenomenon.
1: Disney really did it right on this one. Mm-hmm. Shockingly, they didn't do their normal performance style on this show, and it was so good. Did like, you see it? Like, I did two, not see it. Oh, my two gosh.
4: seconds of the park and then eight hours of people you singing ha- that you don't know who they are. It was not that at all. It was history-based.
1: So much good. Good old footage I haven't seen before. Footage you gotta watch it. I
5: highly, highly I definitely highly, want to check this out.
1: Christina oh. Aguilera's opening number is just spectacular too. There's yep. three music numbers, two singers, one conductor, and the band is all singled out in front of the castle. You know, on oh the gosh, walkway, and they all have just little lights, and they're all dressed in white. It is just classy, just it's like just just, just like class. it should have been. Yeah. Okay. No one definitely want to check this out. You gotta see this conductor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he's pretty funny. Cool.
4: But um hey, I've got I've got one more thing here. Up no. to this point, Disney guests have been able to personally thank a cast member send an email, or tweet a compliment. But now there is an official way to let Disney know about their good deeds. So head to My Disney Experience for your chance to compliment a cast member who's gone above and beyond for you. It should be noted that there is no option right now to give a specific cast member's name. The compliment is currently delivered to the department rather than the individual. But hopefully that will be added eventually so we can single out cast members. But in the meantime, we love giving those cast members members compliments and love it's official everybody go do this love on your yeah, this cast is members.
5: this is a good thing and it's also it's probably long overdue that they would do something like this
2: Right, way long overdue you think yeah. they would have had they yeah. would have had this thing set in place a long time ago with how yeah. they
5: value customer service you, you can't make people jump through five hoops just to compliment somebody like that's yeah. not because mm-hmm. then people are not you know a lot of people aren't going to do it
2: that's like if you ever call Disney you know they always have they always have the uh, the survey you have to do at the end every single time even if I'm on the phone for 30 seconds just I have a really quick question I'll still stay on it always I always you know yeah
1: the thing about this now with everybody you know using their phones more with the interactive side it is giving you that instant way to do it so you're not getting home from your trip and even if you did do it in the past it's so easy to kind of forget you forget maybe what the person's name was you know more details are going to be on the tip of your Mm. brain when you can do it like that fast all right dan what do we got on your end we have learned of a new feature that disney genie and genie plus will have when it launches later this year it will feature an AR filter that allows guests to take photos in front of old versions of Cinderella's castle. Guests will be able to take a selfie with the castle as it looked in 1971 or the castle dreaded out in its dreadful <laughs> 25th anniversary birthday cake leo That is was a pretty worst. cool
5: idea if they turn out. It's a cool idea. And yeah, Dan's right. If it turns out well, this will be really cool. Yeah. And I'll probably open the door for other
2: things. That's exactly, exactly all that I was thinking. Thinking. Yep. 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 But that, that castle cake, though, or cake castle, whatever you want to call it, was pretty horrendous. No, Monster fail.
4: I liked you, it. You liked
2: Did it? You see, see I, as much of a traditionalist as you are, Stephanie, I thought you would have This is news it. to me. I didn't know you liked that. It <laughs> like I don't even know who you are anymore. We before. are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're dumb.
4: Why would you like that? Well, this was a long time ago, you guys. When I was you didn't know better? Young. I was young and- <laughs> it When you saw that, I don't know. Did have any of you guys? Did any of you guys see it? No, I did not see, see it in person. Uh, person.
2: The ca- the cake one, I've never seen yeah. it in person. but I saw the the photos of it
4: in person. It was it seemed larger than life. It was like huge. And remember, I love candy.
2: Yeah, and cake. I mean, we all know I love candy. I mean, we know I love <laughs> candy. and I to me, it just didn't do it. But you know who who else loved it is uh, from Jay Bergs, Debbie Dane Brown, who was the first ambassador of Disney World. Actually. That was one of her favorites. It says. Oh. So he says he actually got to meet her over the, over the weekend. He actually got to meet her and ask her some questions. So cool. that was actually, yeah. He had a pretty cool experience with with her. Uh, but she oh, had mentioned she used to cool. love the cake one. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, not good.
4: Debbie, give me a call. We can talk about. Oh this. my gosh. Well, <laughs> I knew it was going to change back though. It, it's it a little matter. different. Oh yeah.
2: I mean, I think we all knew yeah. that. But could you it imagine
1: like an inflatable it? jumpy castle? Yeah, that's that's over
2: exactly. The it looked like it looked like a jumpy like one of those inflatable bouncy houses. Yeah, it was. I I can't believe you changed now your mind
4: now that you say that yeah kind of did
1: well let's just put the slide next to it
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right moving on and I'm happy to do so because a new year-round holiday store will be coming to Disneyland soon Plaza Point Holiday Shop Shoppy as you would like to say probably yep. stuff will be located on the corner of Main Street USA and mm-hmm. East Plaza Street in Disneyland every time I say Main Street USA there's just this from Stephanie. She (laughs) can't control it.
6: (laughs) <laughs>
1: Disney has said the Victorian era space will envelop you in the warmth of the holidays as soon as you step into the wood-paneled space that is decorated with garlands, nutcrackers and festive decor. The Plaza Point Holiday Shop will sell Christmas-themed merchandise year-round, but they will also be decorated with displays time to observe seasonal holidays from across the world. I noticed like there's some Hanukkah stuff and
6: Oh, they'll probably good. be
1: moving into Halloween, you know, just, you know, yeah. moving
6: That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Walt Disney World will be offering a new 50th anniversary VIP tour for up to six people at a cost of almost $6,500. If you are interested in getting your party a private tour, then call 407-560-4033 for more information or to book your tour. VIP reservations will not be available online. Guests will get to travel back in time. And learn the history of Walt Disney World and they will get to discover how Walt's passion inspired the offerings that
5: are available throughout the Disney parks. It really doesn't give you any details here. Not really. Which like, what? What it entails and stuff for six, you know, for you know, sixty five hundred dollars. I'll tell you
4: what, you
2: could save yourself sixty four hundred dollars and I'll do it for hundred bucks.
6: So just <laughs> Give
2: me a call. I'll take but, you around Disney for a little bit. Just to warn you, people,
1: um, make sure you don't eat before you come on this tour with Gene,
2: because yeah, they'll, they, they'll be—it'll be a food crawl for sure.
1: Yeah, Disney offers tours already that are that are really great at a, a pretty affordable price. So if they're going to do this, I mean, over a thousand dollars a person, basically, if you have six, I would think that they would have come out of the gate with what is going to be so
5: spectacular about paying that because <laughs> oh, it yeah, is like- crazy. Especially if it's for the 50th anniversary and it's a VIP tour, so what do you get? There's gotta
2: be stuff like that. I'm sure there's gotta be meals included. I'm sure it's gonna be, like, decked out. You just wish they would have mentioned it in the article.
5: Yeah. Yeah. In
1: honor of the Walt Disney World 50th anniversary, the main entrance tunnels at the Magic Kingdom have been updated with vintage attraction posters like the Country Bear Jamboree, Walt Disney World Railroad, and the Monorail System. In addition to the vintage posters, two brand new posters have been added to represent the New Fireworks Show, Disney Enchantment, and the World's Most Magical Celebration. These are, you know, similar to the ones uh, like a lot of the calendars have that I love, the poster calendars, but Mm -hmm. they look really sweet in the gold frames. I just love it. Cool. And we all know it's getting hard to track a lot of the changes and merchandise release for Disney's 50th anniversary. One overlooked item, though, a very affordable I might add, is the press penny, which we kind of felt for a while was going away, maybe. Yeah. But Disney has updated most of the machines in the parks and at the resorts on the Monorail Resort Loop to include the new press pennies. There have been reports so far of about 51 new pennies located around the parks. Wow. Also, a great affordable is the 50th Souvenir option available which is the new gold coins which feature the 50th logo orange bird mickey mouse or stitch they're available for five dollars each or a deal of four for fifteen dollars so in a world of very expensive souvenirs there there is something here that's still cool that especially you can do with your kids and i'm I'm really happy that they updated it (laughs) yeah
2: we've done it yeah i think it's such a no-brainer to have because it's an easy little uh memento Memento? Memento. For people that have. worry. All right. I think that's that's me. Now it's me, right? My turn? Yep. Yeah. All right. Of course it starts with food. All right. Well, of course. then <laughs> Dan, Dan gets me, man. <laughs> so that new restaurant at Disney's Contemporary Resort, Steakhouse 71, has announced that they will be open and serving a limited menu on Thanksgiving Christmas Day. Disney has not announced which specific dishes will be available, but the website says there will be selections from the breakfast and dinner menus and that the lunch menu will not be available. All right. Also, the Magic Kingdom has announced that the Let the Magic Begin opening ceremony has returned to Walt Disney World for the 50th anniversary celebration. Guests who are at the Magic Kingdom before they officially open for the day can walk over to the front of Cinderella's castle on Main Street. Check out the Let the Magic Begin ceremony. Guests will be able to see Mickey and his friends dressed in their iridescent outfits as they welcome you to the most magical celebration. Yep. Also, some more live entertainment will be turning to Disney's Animal Kingdom over the next couple of weeks. Guests will be able to enjoy the music of Chakaranati in Asia. And Cora Tinga, Tinga will return to the streets of Harambe in Africa. The Tam Tam drummers will also be returning to Africa in early November, and the Floopty Doo's I heard are gonna are gonna head back there too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so um, thanks for that story, Dan. You're welcome. <laughs> Only one person <laughs> <might> hit that. <laughs> like right,
5: so- the <laughs> Floopty Doo's and Flabbergast Brigade. However, in my
1: defense, you do. You are really up on animal kingdom stuff. So I like animal kingdom to be honest. So so it, I, I love I it. I
2: actually didn't think you wouldn't know these names so you know what it is is when you hear them all together in one thing it sounds funny because it's like uh, name, like you made name up. It. but like yeah i don't to be honest i didn't know who the chaka renardi uh Renaudi is i don't i don't remember that name um i know the tam-tam drummers but um what else we got okay disney world annual <laughs> pass holders the- yeah sorry we'll let you you're ask just yourself. asking yourself again so what do we got next gene i'll tell you <laughs> gene you're hungry you. what do you want to eat gene gene have a steak <laughs> All right, let me do this one. Disney World annual pass holders will receive some special touches later this month at theme park entrances. When using my Disney experience pass holders who have linked their, my Disney experience account with their annual pass will experience a unique color and sound sequence when using their magic bands to enter Walt Disney World resort theme parks. When you open the, my Disney experience app, you'll see a new annual pass holder badge on your home screen. Also added will be a pass holder buzz, which is a new section with exclusive videos, articles, offers, events, and more. Um, um, with that, have you guys seen that they have also the pass holder, you get the new card now for the pass holder, where it's a 50th yeah. anniversary pass holder card, which I think any That's one of us can so go c- can go get. I haven't had a chance to just go do it, but I think it's, you just go to guest services and I think they give it to you. We'll have to get so, that. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think you can just do it whenever you want. It's not like an issue. All right. Also, Lucasfilms surprised Star Wars fans recently by releasing a seven episode series on Disney Plus called Galaxy of Sounds. The series of eight minute shorts feature brief clips from Star Wars films and series with no dialogue or score, only sound effects. Now Now fans are gushing about the strangely soothing effect of the surprising series and are already wanting more. Um, I haven't seen this yet, but that sounds. I haven't either. I have. They're really cool, but this is kind
1: of my gripe with this kind of thing that Disney does. Although they're so cool when they do them, when you're using this as kind of a sound effect background thing, they're only eight minutes. And that goes with those other ones they did too. It's like, yeah, the loop of some sort. Yeah.
2: Well, is there a way to loop it? Maybe you can loop it. Do you have to like do a loop?
1: But even if it is, it's only eight minutes so it's like it is really cool though because one was just droids, like literally. That's awesome. But like a lot of cool scenes, and it it was relaxing, uh, oddly enough. <laughs> but you just want more. It's like the Yule Log. It's yeah. like Yule Log doesn't yeah. go for eight minutes. And oh, stuff.
5: listen, that's a, I, over the over the the holidays. I got hooked on the the Disney park cams where they would you yeah. would see the sunrise from all the parks, and with that music, it was just soothing. I would just sit there and have it on in the background for hours. Yeah. So I can see this being a thing, you know. Yeah. But yeah, you're right.
2: With the eight minutes, they got to figure something out I'd say what I would love if they could do something where you can do it where it's where it's the video of just the scoring. I would like to see the scoring. and they should you know what? And they could probably do it. Why not? Why don't they do something with Disney Plus where they almost go like Pandora with it, where they actually have music like a music station where they'll just play like almost like a Disney radio where you get all the Disney songs, right? There should be something like that. I mean it's easy to do why can't they just throw that on the app? I think it's called Pandora. But but I'm saying, why can't but why can't they do that themselves? I know what you're saying. Yeah. I know this right. Pandora, but yeah. why not have something like an, another a feature like that on, on Disney um on Disney Plus? They own the rights to the music for the most part. I feel yeah. it would be easy to do. Yeah. So anyway, I think that's As my phone won't open now Poorly produced by me So yeah So that's uh, That's gonna do it For this week's news Let's welcome in Stephanie Not this Stephanie But that other Stephanie From WDW Magazine It's the
7: most magical five
2: Okay, so that brings us to this week's edition of The Most Magical Five. And with us this week is a very special guest. Everyone's heard of WDW Magazine. They're huge, insane photos. Just the content is just tremendous. We have Stephanie from WDW Magazine. How are you doing?
7: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
2: I'm so glad to have you. you know, we've done, we, you know, we talked about it before we did a giveaway with you guys back when we first started. We felt yep. so blessed.
7: Thank you so much. We're fans of yours too. And, you know, it's really important to us. We love connecting with all kinds of Disney fans, and we are really big about supporting other people people in the Disney community where we can. Um, So we love making new friends with people with blogs and social accounts and podcasts and YouTube channels um, and seeing how we can work together and uh, like share the magic, right?
2: I love it. I love it. I think one of the more fun, uh, most magical fives this week, we're going to be doing restaurants worth leaving the parks for. Uh, You came up with the topic. I thought it was great. I said, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) So we'll get get into it a little bit later. I got a bunch of questions for you first. I'm so excited to have you here. Uh, Obviously, WDW Magazine has just become such a huge, huge... uh, thing in the Disney community. When when is it that you got started and how did you get started with it? Like what gave you the idea to to do this? Yeah.
7: So, well, we actually started way back in 2008, but not as a magazine. We started as dad's guide to WDW blog, which we still have. And it's a lot more about like landing advice, um, information that you need for your trip, that sort of thing. And around um, 2013, we started um, saying like, oh, wouldn't it be great if we could have a product that we could promote on that? Site and monetize. So we started WDW Magazine, and it was a digital-only magazine for a number of years because it's a lot uh, easier and faster and cheaper to produce a digital version. So while we were um, building up content and building up an audience and building up a team, that's uh, what we started to do. And everybody kept asking for print, for print, for print, and we're like, oh, it's so much money. We need thousands of people in order to even break even. So in 2018, we did a trial run of just three issues to see if we could even make it work in our production schedule with the staff resources we had to, because then we'd have to lay out a digital and a print every single month. Um, And if we could sell enough to make it worthwhile for us. And luckily we could, and we did. So in 2019, March, 2019 was our first official print issue. And it's just been amazing. We've grown up to, we're about mid 40,000 subscribers now, if you combine our print and digital, it's uh, wow. just just about 40,000 print subscribers and we have about 10,000 digital subscribers and some of those people are subscribers to both. So it's pretty exciting for
2: us. Excellent. So when did it, like, so it started obviously as a, as a hobby. Yep. Where was it though? Like, you know, that it actually became where you're like, all right, this is something, this is something that we can, we can do. Is it like, what was it? What was it that gave you that, that thought process? Okay. We could actually make this a job. Like we can do sure. what we love and for a living. <laughs> well-
7: there's kind of three phases to that. So the founder of the company, Carl, um, he he started this, he brought me on. I was the very first person he brought on to ghostwrite over at Dad's. And that was when it was just a hobby for us both, a side hustle. We both had other day jobs. In 2015, we were doing just well enough. Carl had left his day job. So this was his full-time job and we were doing just well enough that he was able to afford to match the salary I was making at my day job. So I took a huge leap. I was like, my husband has a stable job. I'll be okay even if this tanks out. I took a big leap and went full-time in 2015. Um, So that was the first stage. The second stage is when we went to print and we sold so many. We had to sell 3,000 copies to just break even at the time um, in order to cover our staff costs and the printing costs and all of that. Um, And we sold 10,000 right off the bat. So that was really amazing. And that was when we both kind of looked at each other and said, wow, this could actually be a thing. Let's hope we don't screw it up. Let's hope people like it. And they keep coming back for more. Um, And then the third was uh, last summer into last fall, uh, Carl actually decided to retire. And we were like, well, what are we going to do with the magazine? And uh, I got to talking with him and said, you know, I think this is a really viable business venture. And my husband and I talked about it and we, uh, uh, his name is Danny. He's our creative director actually, but he decided to leave his full-time job. He had been doing our layout and design of everything for a couple of years. Um, but he quit his full-time job. He he came on full-time with us and we decided to buy the whole thing. So that's when we, hopefully I wasn't wrong, but like no, that's I when we you- really, really felt like, okay, we're going to make a real go of this.
2: That's awesome. I mean, that's always the dream too, to, to do what you love. You know, they always say, what's the phrase? If you do what you love, you don't really work. But in all reality, that's not so much true. You just yeah. enjoy the work, but you work harder yeah. than you've ever worked on anything in your life. You'll, you won't sleep nearly as much if you had a job you didn't care about, but you do something you love. Yeah. Again, it's fun work. You don't mind the work, yeah. but you work harder. Like everyone says, oh, if you have a job you love, it's, you're not really mm-hmm. working. No, you work harder than you've ever worked before. I know yeah. what that's like with, with, with the podcast. So, um, I, I never in a million years would have thought a podcast would be that hard. I'm like, oh, you just say a few words on the microphone. You did no, there's a lot of work that was involved in, and so a I, ton. I, yeah, so, so I know it's got to be with, with what you guys have built. I, I know you guys have definitely had to put the work in, and it's just awesome to be able to take your passion and make it your career, though. Um, yeah, it
7: is. I'm very lucky.
2: <laughs> now, have you been able to get to all the parks throughout the world yet?
7: So almost the only one we haven't been to is Hong Kong Disneyland, and we were actually planning to go like later in 2020 or early in 2021. This is all pre-pandemic planning, mm-hmm. and in 2019 or 2018 we finally went to Tokyo to the parks there. And we also popped over to Shanghai. And then in 2019, we went back to Shanghai. So we're like 2020, 2021, we'll go to Hong Kong. Obviously that hasn't happened, mm. but basically as soon as travel opens up enough again, that that's okay. Like I'll pop over for a couple of days. Why not?
2: Yeah, for sure. Right now, which is your favorite out of all the parks in the whole world, the whole world that you've been to
7: uh, Disney. Sea. I can't, everybody, everybody <laughs> like, says it's it. It's just I- so amazing.
2: I, everybody says it. I'm like, I got to try that. I mean, I haven't been there yet. Mm -hmm. My daughter's been, my daughter and wife have been to Paris and they always hold it over my head. I haven't had a chance. It's
7: beautiful. It's beautiful. But, and, and in the States, I mean, I love all the parks. It's really hard to pick, but Disneyland, I grew up on the West coast. So Disneyland is like my home park, my nostalgic park. I don't get there as often these days because we're focusing on WDW and we live on the East coast. Mm -hmm. But, um, that is, that's where my heart is.
2: I hear you. I hear you. So what would you say your bucket list, Disney, your Disney bucket list, main, yeah. main goal on that bucket list? What is it?
7: So my husband and I have talked about this a lot over the past few years. And at when I was a little girl, this was my bucket list thing. But I was like, I'm never going to have enough money to do this. I'm never going to have enough time off work to do this. I'm never going to meet somebody who thinks that this crazy idea is a good one. But what we really want to do is take like a month and maybe even a longer than a month and do all the parks in the world. Plus Olani plus a cruise all back to back. Oh, um, and right. like, so, and a few days in each place. So you can kind of like settle in, do the park for a day or two, not do any other traveling. So like, if we're in Paris, it'll kill me. But if we're in Paris, like not venture into the city, just do the parks there. But that is my big bucket list that we're working towards.
2: That That is awesome. I love that idea. So, you know, you guys, the photos, absolutely stunning on, on WD Magazine. I mean, every time you see them, you just like, it's gorgeous stuff. What we would work you with
7: s- such an oh uh, I was just gonna no. say we work with such an amazing group of photographers. We're really lucky and they're such great people. Mm-hmm. They're so talented, they're so nice. We're it's we're very blessed.
2: They do they do phenomenal work, they really do. I love it. Yeah. Uh, what would you say is the, would you say is the best, I'm going to, a couple of questions. So what would you say is the best resort to shoot at? And what Mm -hmm. would you say is the best park to shoot at out of all the parks in the world?
7: Out of all the parks in the world, I think I'm going to answer park first. And, uh, Mm -hmm. again, I'm going to go with Disney sea just because like, it was totally designed for this absolute escapism. Each land there is so highly themed. Like when you think about walking into somewhere like galaxy's edge, you're like, wow, I could not be anywhere else. I can't believe if I walk fifty feet in that direction, I'm in Toy Story Land. It doesn't seem possible. That's what all of Disney Sea feels like. So I think shooting there is just amazing because in like every angle that you turn, you're getting something totally different. It's right on the ocean um, in Tokyo at Tokyo Bay, so you can also get these like beautiful vistas overlooking like beautiful ocean sunsets, ocean sunrises. Uh, I just. It's just so magical. And for a resort, I would say this might come as a surprise, but I think I might say the Riviera.
2: No, um, I, I, I could see that. It's gorgeous. Yeah,
7: it's gorgeous. I mean, they have in uh, inside the building, they have so much artwork, so much detail. Um, the light, there's lots of windows. There's light, airy colors, which is great for shooting, whether it's at the day or the night. They have a beautiful balcony where you could take photos of both of the fireworks shows. Actually, I think you can see all three fireworks shows from there if you get just the right angle. You know, you have the water features, you have uh, the skyliner, which is great and fun to take photos of going over the beach with those Pastel Caribbean beach, like little buildings in the background. It's great. I love it.
2: The first place we've ever stayed at that made us say, "You know what? I could do this for a whole trip." Was was the Riviera? Other than the boardwalk, it was the Riviera. Like yeah. we've always we, we always do the split stays. Like if we go for a week, five days at at the boardwalk, then two days mm-hmm. somewhere else. Just to always try different ones. Sure. But we but every time we stayed them, we liked them. But they would never take the boardwalk for a full trip. When we did the Riviera, we were like, "Okay, you know, what? we can actually do a full trip here. Like, I, I it's, could do this. It's you know? really beautiful. Uh, yeah, it's gorgeous." Yeah. And, and it, just everything. The food is phenomenal there. They have great food options. So a couple of, let's get your opinion on a few things. Three places. Well, three things. Favorite snack in Disney?
7: Uh, Dole Whip Float. Classic pineapple, all pineapple Dole Whip, all pineapple juice. Dole
2: Whip no, Float. A little a little, a little rum?
7: No, nope, nope. Just, what? I mean, I like the one with rum too, but like if I, it was, if it was a desert island, I could only have one thing for the rest of my life. It would be that.
2: All right. Favorite restaurant?
7: Oh, that's so difficult. Um, But I am going to go with Sebastian's Bistro.
2: Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Favorite resort?
7: Pop Century. Uh, I was a pop culture major in university, and so the the theme really speaks to me. I also really love, like, I love value resorts because mm-hmm. they're very casual, very laid back. Um, I love going to all the resorts at Disney, but like sometimes when I'm walking through like the Grand Floridian, I'm like, oh, am I dressed nice <laughs> enough? Yeah. Um, and I never feel that way. Um, and I'm a very casual traveler. We do a lot of world travel outside of Disney parks, and we always like to do things a lot more simply and I love spending all my time in the parks when I'm at Disney. So mm-hmm. for me, it makes sense to, to get something a little bit more affordable now with the Skyliner. Such a no-brainer.
2: Yeah, and, and you know what? Too is I always feel like the value resorts, especially if, it, if you have kids, if you have small mm-hmm. kids, yeah. I find the value resorts. They're just I feel like they're just more Disney-ish. Like, and you're going wrong. Yeah. I already told you I love the Boardwalk and Riviera, my favorite too. Oh,
7: they're all gorgeous. But
2: but if like when I know when if I'm bringing um, like my my nephew, and yeah. my godson is going. He's only he's not even a year old yet. But I'm we're already talking about his first Disney trip. Like, yeah. We can't, but that's where I. I really told my wife that's where I want to stay when we take them I want to take yeah. them to, to top century because I yeah. feel like those are like those value resorts are, I think so awesome for kids I feel like yeah. I think they're more built for like the family with small children and Absolutely. I feel like, I just feel like there's more more of a Disney vibe there and again I love the Disney vibe everywhere I'm not saying there's not but there I feel like in the values there's even better
7: yeah let me tell you so I was on a media event a couple years ago it was this resort showcase event it was a really cool opportunity where we got to go for a few days and kind of check out a whole bunch of resorts different kinds of rooms different kinds of restaurants um, so that we could write about them and create video content, all that sort of stuff. And the first day we did all of these beautiful deluxe resorts and moderate resorts. Then we started the second day over at Beach Club and Yacht Club. And the second stop after that was Art of Animation. And I started bawling. I was so happy I had these big sunglasses on because I was like, it's Nemo and Simba. And I just started crying because it was, I don't think I felt like I was truly at Disney until we hadn't been in the parks or anything. Mm -hmm. So it was just these gorgeous resorts. And then as soon as I saw some Disney, I lost it.
2: Perfect for for a family with small children. And just in general, if you're just a Disney, if you're just in a Disney enthusiast, like, like we are, like, I always say there's people that live Disney, love Disney, but the living Disney is better than loving Disney. Like there's people that love Disney. Yeah. It's great. Ah. People like us that live Disney, like Disney is every Every every, day. Yeah. It's in everything we (laughs) breathe. You know, like I don't, I don't go an hour without thinking Disney on like Disney, Disney, Disney. I I, it's probably less than that. I probably give myself more credit than I should (laughs) It's probably every 15 minutes, like Disney pops in my head. So, um, Me too. And there's the difference, you know? Another big debate we always have on our show, you're at Magic Kingdom, Halloween Mm -hmm. or Christmas, which do you like better?
7: Gotta be Christmas. Okay. I'm a big Christmas lover. Actually, that's another thing that we're trying to do is Go to all the parks around the world at Christmas. So mm-hmm. I've done Disneyland, Disney World, uh, Tokyo, and Shanghai all at Christmas.
2: Oh, that's very so. cool. I'm glad you didn't give me the, the, the cheap answer. A lot of times I get the cheap answer. Just go in the middle, so you get one day, <laughs> and then you get both. You can go both. You get one day it's Halloween, the next day it's Christmas. Yep. And we get that answer a lot whenever we ask people that, and it's always like that's the cheap answer. Give me. Give me I do.
7: I mean, I do like Halloween there, but I I'm love a, it. I'm a Christmas nut in general. Like Christmas was a huge time for my family growing mm-hmm. up. So then adding Disney into that you like it's so magical what, yeah. what could be better
2: i am a more of a halloween at disney person mm-hmm. i love i just i something about the I, I think fall is my favorite season i'm from long island yeah. originally yeah uh, up actually i just moved down here and in, 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 you know in the beginning of july so like i've been you know in new york for like yeah 43 years of my life, but, um, but the fall was always my favorite season in New York. So I'm very, I I love everything autumn and fall. And so that's why I do like that. But Dan on our show is a Christmas Mm -hmm. nut. Like he keeps Christmas decorations up all year round. Like he's got the big blow molds, the Santa blow molds. I love that. (laughs) He uses them. He's they're up. It's, it's July. He keeps them up in his living room. They're like, you know, they're he's, he's a Christmas nut. Like, like as you. yourself. So you would get along with Dan because yeah. he could, you know, it's Christmas all year round in, at Dan's house. So I love um, it. Yeah, he's a big Dan. Will
7: a, have to invite me over.
2: <laughs> yeah, you, de- yeah, you got to see his his get up. It's it's very cool. All right, so let's before we, you know, I want to ask you about some of the stuff you got coming up. I know you got to have the wall calendar coming up, and I, yep. I, I'm really excited about these Christmas cards. I think that's yep. like super awesome. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and we'll keep what brought that about?
7: Sure. So uh, I'll start with the Christmas cards. Um, since we were just talking about Christmas, we have done Christmas cards kind of sporadically over the past few years. Um, we. We did uh, one or two sets a few years ago. We took a few years of a break while we were launching the print edition because all of our time and energy was going into that launch. And then last year we brought them back um, and people were really excited about them. What we do is we use beautiful photos like you would see in the magazine on the covers of the Christmas cards, uh, covers outside the the part that people look at when they <laughs> open the envelope. Um, and then you open them up, there's a nice little message. There's plenty of space to write your own message. And last year we did all of these different scenes across. Um, different parks. So there was like Gertie, the dino with the Santa hat on. There was some wood hand carved decorations at Animal Kingdom. And we really loved those. But I was so enamored with the Christmas projections they did on Cinderella Castle last year. I know everyone was so concerned. I love the dream lights too, but everyone's like, there's no Christmas fireworks. There's no Christmas party. There's no Christmas uh, dream lights. What are we going to do? And I thought those projections were so beautiful. And when I saw the photos come back from our photographers, I said, we have to make that. the Christmas cards this year. So our set this year, it's 20 cards and there's four different designs because there were four different projections for Cinderella castle last year. So five cards of each castle design. So there it's like, you couldn't get a more Disney Christmas card than that. It's the castle all dressed up for Christmas. They're beautiful, bright colors, crisp photography. I'm really excited about them.
2: Do you guys have a price on those yet? I
7: think it's going to be, it might be twenty-four ninety nine. dollars 99 okay, It might a be deal. a little bit less than that. And it comes with envelopes. There's a limited number of them. So it's kind of first come first serve. We sold out last year and I hope we sell out again this year.
2: I'm sure you guys will. I mean, I love that idea. Love it. And then you got the, the, uh, the wool calendar.
7: And then we have the wall calendar. So we just released that last weekend. So it's been five days. Um, we have had great sales so far. We've actually, uh, we've sold about 20% of our inventory already. So, um, that's probably faster than any other year, which I'm, I feel very fortunate about, but I'm kind of worried that we might run out before Christmas because um, we usually sell them all the way up until until we sell, sell out. We've sold out the last two years. Um, I think last year or two years ago was in January and last year was in mid-December. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're on track for that. But this year's theme for it is iconic WDW. So it's all, sometimes we do like really specific details or only thrill rides or only after dark photos. This year it's all like, the big sweeping park icons that, like, as soon as you see them, you're like, that's Disney. So, we have you know, all of the park icons, Spaceship Earth, the Castle, the Tower of Terror, but we also have things like Millennium Falcon, um, and that big Mickey phone at the pop century, um, that 70s style Mickey phone. So, all of these huge, huge iconic sites. Um, and it's just gorgeous.
2: That's very cool. And I know you, uh, you got some other stuff coming up too. You're going to be doing a blog for DLR and uh, yeah. Disney Cruise Line. Yep,
7: yeah, we recently been doing more Disneyland and Disney cruise content on our, on our WDW magazine blog, where we, you, I would say like 95% or more is all Disney world content. But we've been doing an article in each magazine the last few years that has been about somewhere that's a Disney cruise or Disneyland or one of the global parks. And our fans keep asking us for more Disneyland and more Disney cruise. So a few months ago, we launched Facebook and Instagram channels for DLR magazine and DCL magazine. And, and next month we're supposed to be launching blogs that are specifically about those. So instead of writing about the cruises over on www.magazine.com, that would be on dclmagazine.com for instance. And once we have enough people over there reading every day telling us that they want a magazine making sure that we have enough people who are going to um, support the product Uh, they're asking for it so hopefully they'll support it but once we know that I'm hoping that uh, late next year we'll launch the first of those two new titles and then uh, spring the following year we'll launch the next title so we'll hopefully in two years from now we'll have three different magazines going
2: very cool and, and and just just shows you how much of a dedication you guys put into this year like yeah. you're expanding like that that's awesome so you know what I got a couple of non-disney questions I always find these very sure. interesting to get to know you a little just to get to know you you know get to know yeah. the person so uh first one you were able to invite three guests throughout history for mm-hmm. a little a little dinner party who were the three guests dead or alive, yeah. that you would have you would enjoy dinner with
7: well I'm gonna start with William Shakespeare I have a big background um in theater and I really I just love um I love all of Shakespeare's works and I ran a thespian society when I was in university. So that really speaks to me and I would love to get to know him. Uh, Andy Warhol, I mentioned that oh. like I'm very into popular culture and I think that his art style is so unique. I think his personality was so unique. I have a book that's... Um, all of his like journal entries for years and years that they compiled um, posthumously for him. Um, and I would love to tap into that mind. And then for a little Disney flavor it would actually not be Walt Disney. It would be Joe Rohde because I love traveling so much. And he's such a great avid world travel- traveler and so in tune with the cultures that he goes to learn about and experience that I would love to learn from him on that.
2: I, I think he is one of the big, you know, he's to me, he's like a top five Disney legend it Absolutely. broke my it broke my heart not when he retired from Disney mm-hmm. but when he went back to work a month later for somebody else I, I was like no Joe I thought you believe. I thought you deserved your, your retirement but then you went somewhere it was like finding out your ex-wife just got remarried and just like <laughs> yeah I was like no Joe but um but you know what if anyone's earned his right to do whatever the heck he wants you know it's, Joe it's, it's,
7: it's a new frontier for him. So God, I God wish bless him, him all the best.
2: Listen, he brought a lot of joy and, ex- and excitement to us Disney fans. Um, Absolutely. Because what's the stuff he's built, him and Walt Disney would have been like best friends. I mean,
3: Absolutely. two
2: of the most creative people that maybe ever lived. I mean, Absolutely. honestly, so. All right. So one more question. Yep. Best piece of advice you ever received and who gave it to you?
7: So this was at a job that I had a few years ago. This was actually the day job I had when I very first started blogging for Dad's Guide to WDW. Um, and there was a gentleman I worked with, his name was Pete Smith. And he always used to say, every single thing that you do in your life, but especially at work, before you do it, think about what would happen if you landed on the front cover of the spec. The Spectator is our local newspaper here in Hamilton, Ontario. And so, and but I think that that's good advice ever. Like if you were on the front page of the newspaper, what would you want it to say? Is the thing that you're doing going to make you look like a villain or a hero? And so everything I do, I try to measure against that. Like, would would it be something I would be willing to have on the front page of the news? And what would it be saying about me? And do I like that? If I don't like it, I shouldn't be doing this thing.
2: Very good. I like that. All right. So, Stephanie, yes. we are going to now play Most Magical Five. Okay. And I love this topic. You came up with it. I'll give you complete credit for it. Best resort option. I'm sorry. Best restaurant options worth yeah. leaving the park for. So,
7: Yep. so let's, let's hear it. Do you want you want me to go? I didn't really put them in a specific order, like five through one, but uh, my first choice is Topolino's Terrace over at Love the it. Riviera Resort. Yes, for breakfast, but especially for dinner. The I agree. Views are just amazing. It's incredible food. The presentation is incredible. It's very romantic.
2: Did you have you ever had the rigatoni there?
7: I have, and it's so Ugh. good.
2: And I'm a New Yorker, and I you know I'm such a tough critic on Italian food. That <laughs> rigatoni is like it brings me back to New York. I love the pasta. The race.
7: pasta is so silky. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband went nuts over the lamb. The house-made ricotta and the burrata is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I am not a chocolate. Like, I don't dislike chocolate, but I'm not a chocolate person. The chocolate cake they have there is the best chocolate anything I've had in my life. It's so good.
2: Yeah. Totally. is a plus. I've never been there for breakfast yet. I'm dying to try it. I want to wait till everything's completely back to normal. Yeah. And the character dining is like the, yeah. the same as it was before the pandemic. So it I'm is super fun. Fun. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, holding, I'm just holding off for where, So, what it was like before that. But um, yeah. the dinner there is like an A plus. To
7: die for. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. So where are we going next?
7: Boma. I will take any excuse to go to Animal Kingdom Lodge. And I think that it's so nice that you can go and kind of like walk around the resort, look at the art, go do some animal viewing before or after your meal. And I can't even choose between breakfast and dinner there. It's like choosing a favorite child. <laughs> um, it, it's so delicious. I love that there's so many veggie options and unique things that you wouldn't get like their watermelon rind salad or their papaya avocado salad uh the soups at dinner are amazing and um oh they whether it's breakfast or dinner i always order the kenyan coffee press pot i'm a big coffee person and it's just perfect with the food
2: Uh, you know and i know what i love about about boma is is Mm -hmm. it's just it's just such a different flavor from what you're going to get anywhere else too like it's it's definitely they definitely have their own they definitely do a ton of different seasonings that you would get else elsewhere because yeah. it's just, it's just, it's a different flair in a lot of food.
7: And such a big menu. Like you'd think that when they were going so adventurous, maybe mm-hmm. they'd have fewer items. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I don't know, maybe it's the biggest buffet at Disney world. I don't know. And who knows what's going to happen now with the pandemic, but. True, true. I just love
2: it. Yeah, Boom is 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 an A plus too. Mm-hmm. All right, so then where do we go for number three?
7: Uh, Disney Springs to Frontera Cochina. Uh, there's a lot of good Mexican food at uh, Walt Disney World, and I love Mexican food, but I think that this is just above and beyond. Um, there's different types of guacamole, the carne asada, and the carnitas are fabulous. The tortilla soup is like light years beyond any other tortilla soup I've ever had. Um, and they have these fried plantains that you... can get as a side dish that Mm. i absolutely dream about and my choice for there is to sit on the patio overlooking that crystal clear water of disney springs it's just like such a peaceful relaxing atmosphere you
2: know i i think chef bayless is an absolute magician with what he can do yeah. you know I, even i've even seen him on tv doing a bunch of things yeah. it's like it, you gotta like jot down the recipe because it's his stuff whenever you see him on tv doing a recipe uh, for Absolutely. sports fans out there a lot of people don't even realize it. he's actually skip bayless's brother from formerly of espn now he believes on fox sports wow but they're, they're brothers so like you know it's, it's high
7: achieving family i
2: know and it's two different fields one's a chef like a a celebrity chef one's a celebrity sports writer so it's it's just you know it's one thing you you know you kind of sometimes you see oh if they're in the same field it might be that happens sometimes two separate fields and like at the top of their at the top of their game in both so it's amazing. But number two
7: is Three Bridges over at Coronado Springs. I mean, the atmosphere there is incredible. You're actually over the water, not just looking at the water. Uh, they have all these trendy but very casual deep seating uh, sets. So you can kind of just like relax and have a nibble and have a drink. They have a roasted corn dip that I can't stop talking about. You know, tacos, poke bowls. The food is really great. And they have a sangria flight. So need I say more? <laughs>
2: about that. I've never been to Three Bridges, but Sam and Joey from the show have. They're in, I think, in June, and they yep. were raved. They raved about. It. They said it was. You gotta go. So good. I got it. That's one of my. It's one of my. It's on my list to do. I haven't had a chance to try it yet, but it is on my I list g- because of that.
7: I just booked a stay for a few nights at Coronado just to go there a bunch.
2: I love Coronado to me is I think the to me is the best value of any yeah. resort. I feel it's you're getting deluxe accommodations for moderate mm-hmm. pricing. I think I it's totally I think agree. pound for pound, it's the best value on, on property right now. Absolutely. I Absolutely. love it. so your number one, what 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 is the most magical place to leave a park to go get a meal?
7: I think it's Sebastian's Bistro. Uh-huh. Um it is, I think maybe the most underrated place on property. Every single thing. I think I've had everything or almost everything on the menu there, and it is all so good. They have these pull apart rolls with guava butter. They have amazing jerk chicken, uh, flank steak that might be the best steak I've ever had on Disney property. Wow, um, and that's saying something. I know it's and it's obviously very different than when you go to like a steakhouse mm-hmm. and there's like peppercorn sauce or whatever. But so delicious and juicy and like punch you in the face with flavor.
6: Mm-hmm.
7: <laughs> And then epic tropical cocktails or mocktails if that's more your speed. But what I really love about it for leaving the park is that it's so easy to get on Mm -hmm. and off the Skyliner. So if you're at Hollywood Studios and you're like, oh, I want to stay late at Hollywood Studios, you could pop over for an early dinner and go back. Or if you have an early, like if Hollywood Studios is closing early, you could pop over there for a late dinner, even if you're not staying there. Super, super easy for that idea of it's worth leaving the park for.
2: You know, I, I have to try the flink steak. I've never had the flank steak there. I, I love flank steak in general. Cause usually yeah. it's one of those, it's one of those cuts of meat that just really, you know, takes in a lot of flavor. So it, yeah. it's always a lot. It's always flank steak is always marinated so nicely. So I have yeah. to try the flank steak. I've never tried the flank steak there. So that's. I be-
7: only ordered it. We were actually there with a bunch of our photographers. We ordered a bunch of dishes um, for one of our restaurant columns. And I was like, oh, well, nobody else is ordering the steak, but our readers are going to want to know about the steak. So I'll order it. That's fine. <laughs> and then they took all the photos. And when I ate, I was like, get away Nobody can try any of this. I must have the whole thing.
2: <laughs> oh, that sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah, I got to I gotta try that. But yeah, so listen, I just got to say, thank you so much for stopping by this week. Oh, we, you're
7: welcome. It's so,
2: it's so appreciative. Uh, what you guys do is just like beyond magical. Again, WW Magazine. So guys, make sure if you haven't already checked out WW Magazine, I'm sure you've already heard of it. I'm telling you right now, go check it out. These Christmas cards sound really cool. And it's a good price too. That's a fair price for, for these yeah. Christmas cards. So guys, go check it out and uh, and, and maybe do it, you know, subscribe. You're going to love it. It's definitely worth it. And uh, Stephanie, again, thank you so much for joining us this week. I really appreciate thank, it.
7: Thank you so much for having me. It's great to talk to Disney fans always.
2: I love it too. We'll see you soon. Okay. So that brings us to another edition of the most magical five. And joining us this week, we have Ashley. Ashley, what's up?
8: Uh, Not much. It's a dreary day and normally sunny Orlando. But other than that, it's doing good.
2: I know. Usually, it rains like crazy for like three hours, and that's really it. And other than other than it that, it's like 155 degrees out. But today it's it's really really raining.
8: 20 minutes at 3 p.m. every day in the summer, you can pretty much guarantee it.
2: And when it rains, it. It rains. It's not even like it drizzles and then builds up to a hard rain. It comes down like in buckets. I've never seen it before in my life. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so it's, before we get into your most magical five, and, we, and you're a local Disney worlder, but we're actually going to talk Disneyland, which is the ironic. You zigged when we <laughs> were going to zag, and you threw us so off course you gave us a curveball, but that's I fun know. I'm all
8: here for the switcher up.
2: You're, 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 you've are you're been a surprise from minute one, but before we get into that, tell us a little bit about yourself.
8: Of course. Well, hi, I'm Ashley. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at XOXOASH. I used to be a cast member at Walt Disney World. Um, I was in entertainment there. I guess for legal reasons, I should say I do not speak for the company. So, you know, there's that.
2: (laughs) That's fair Um, for the disclaimer.
8: (laughs) That's fair. Nice disclaimer. I also work at Universal Orlando Resort. I do entertainment there. I used to do entertainment at SeaWorld. So I've been... The trifecta of the entertainment world. So,
2: Ashley, let, let's get into it. What is your number five? Actually, and we're doing first something for first-time visitors to Disneyland that they have to do, right? So, must-do 1st Yeah,
8: time. so, must-do first-timers. So, I guess, again, like being a Disney Worlder, I have not been to Disneyland since I was a kid. So, all of my memories of Disneyland have now merged with Disney World. So, mm-hmm. going again, like in my mid-20s, these are like the top five things that I did experience-wise that I'm like, you have to do. Like, you, you have to go and enjoy, like as an adult Disney person.
2: And this is perfect for me because I haven't been there in like I told you before, like about 18 years. I'm going back for the first time, probably like winter of 2022. So these are stuff that, this is stuff that I can actually jot down my own notes and take advantage mm-hmm. of when I go in January. Or February. So grab your yeah.
8: pen, grab your paper. I, let's go. I, I,
2: listen, I got my notes. So I'm good to go. Let's, let's start. What's <laughs> number five?
8: Number five. So Lamplight Lounge at Disney's California Adventure, right? Mm-hmm. Has great drinks. They're known for the lobster nachos. They just introduced brunch really now my little zillennial heart because i don't know if a millennial or a gen z i don't even know (laughs) like right 97 great year (laughs) um but they have a mimosa flight and let me tell you that thing was phenomenal they had all they had four different kinds of mimosas different flavors one had ginger in it really don't even know but the <clears throat> presentation was gorgeous the taste was gorgeous the food was good but, like that mimosa flight just stole the show for me
2: wow okay i love a good brunch because you have so much more food options it's, like doubles your food options
8: it's like do i want breakfast do i want lunch i don't really know i'm a breakfast kind of girl myself but sometimes you go in and you're just like i just want a bottomless mimosa and call it an a day
2: yeah <laughs> there you go Here's <laughs> right. how
8: i go about it <laughs> all um, right
2: so i got that one that's first on my list that i'm gonna hit next yes. time there what would what's the fourth thing i
8: want to do fourth thing you want to do this is in disneyland this mm-hmm. is an experience so you can right. kind of a pick your own adventure if you will because you can switch the options but the indiana jones ride and bingo barbecue and i pair them together because they are right across the way from each other like you leave the indiana jones queue line and bingo barbecue is staring you right in the face this pairing was this the greatest experience and i can say that because i was in disneyland for three days I did this twice.
2: So that's yeah, you know it's, it's you know, now. I've never been on the Indiana Jones ride. I'm dying to go on it. I'm a huge Indy fan, number one. Number no, two, I love dinosaur. I know dinosaur. The the tra- the, the ride system is the same as as Indy, so I already kind of have an idea with that. So I'm just I would love to see it themed with Indiana Jones. Yeah. And so take
8: I'm, that Jeep crazy ride style of dinosaur and the mummy at Universal. Mm-hmm. So like that overall theming aspect of like we're going right. on an adventure because obviously it's. Indiana Jones, kind of similar vibes. Mm-hmm. And you're going into a temple. So like put like the mummy overlay onto dinosaur and just okay. add Harrison Ford.
2: <laughs> Which is always a plus. I mean, right? Always a plus. I, always a plus. I, I, I've heard about this the Bangle barbecue just recently too. Somebody had mentioned to me that they they have is it kebabs that they have that that's really good? Mm-hmm. So yes, it is. yeah, I think we did, I think we did an episode where we were talking about Disneyland food, and I think they told us about the kebabs and that they're phenomenal. One
8: hundred percent. There's pork, steak, chicken. For my vegetarian and vegan friends, they also have vegetable skewers as well. I got the chicken and veggie because you know when you're just in Disneyland, you're like I want like the cupcake but i also need like vegetables to
6: keep me going <laughs> I hear which you. is
8: why i love this place so much is because you eat it and you feel full and satisfied but you don't hit yourself from like grease and like feeling gross
2: where yeah sometimes you do you overeat and you get that stuff feeling and then you're lethargic the rest of the day so it's kind of like that mm-hmm. nice in-between balance right
8: this is a good fuel to keep you going to continue your you know you have 10 more hours in this park to do everything you want to do it mm-hmm. fuels you for that
2: all right cool so what's the third thing
8: all right number three is also food related so you're going to go back over to disney's california adventure and radiator springs around mm-hmm. sunset you know how in the movie of cars they dim like the lights go on not dim like the neon lights come on and they play like that life could be dream life could be dream <laughs> they do that in real time at disneyland every night at sunset oh really so they have the music go on like the entire road just Neon, neon, neon. It's the cutest little, sh- like I say show, but it's a show. And then my also suggestion of that is to go over to the cozy cone, mobile order yourself a mac and cheese cone because it is just mac and cheese covered in bacon in a bread cone. So if I- you have that in one hand, life could be dream playing while like flows neon lights just go up. Like the great It's like a
2: sensory overload, right? I've Sensory seen- overload. I've seen the cone. And I, every time I've seen it, I'm like, that's, I, I gotta have, like, I, I know what you're talking about too. It looks, it looks really good. And I I love, I love mac and cheese. My daughter, we joke around, my daughter is the mac and cheese snob. So she, I, she, that, that's something that we write up her alley too. She loves mac and cheese.
8: We so, would get along very well.
2: Yeah. She loves her mac and cheese. I'm so. very
8: particular about my mac and cheese. And I will say this one is top tier. Really? Because I was concerned. Mm-hmm. What's the balance of the creaminess to the cheesiness? Like it is a very like big ongoing debate that I have. But this one, top notch, daughter would approve.
2: Okay. Okay. You know, let's can we sidebar before we get to number two? Yes, of course. What's you your favorite mac and cheese on in Disney Florida property? Walt Disney World.
8: Oh. I'm oh. curious
2: if it's. Well, I'm curious. I'm curious if it's the same one that me, and my daughter, love the most on Disney.
8: Oh, <sighs> it's gonna be this cozy cone, and I'm gonna count it because it was it's technically on Disney property it's just in California
2: oh that's just that's, that's that's not fair I, I, I need to get a, I need a Florida answer just a Florida
8: ah, oh my gosh I don't think I've had mac and cheese in the parks in so long what about the cause, springs
2: because the place I'm thinking is in the springs
8: oh homecoming
2: homecoming how good is homecoming? this? that cheese coating on top
8: the cheesiest like the cheese pool when you just dip your spoon in and you mm-hmm. just like pull it on up Oh my gosh! It is. I have to pause just like thinking about it. Oh my gosh, Art and Chef Art Smith is just literally—he's Art. He is he's, a Art in the kitchen. I
2: was about to—I was about to say—he's say Mozart of the kitchen.
8: There it is. He's Same Mozart. wavelength. It's right there.
2: There you go. All right. So back back to the list. What's number two? Back to it.
8: Number two is going to be. Back over in Disneyland. So see how I'm doing this. We're hopping parks a lot. I see it. It's going to be the fireworks show at Disneyland Castle. I think it's like Mickey's celebration. It's celebrating his 90th birthday. Mm -hmm. However, the pro tip here is you stand on Main Street. You don't want to be close to the castle. You want to be kind of back as far on Main Street because they have all these projections going on like all over the side. And for me, it was like a very emotional time. But that's because, like, when I was working at Disney, my last shift ever with a company was a rehearsal for the Move It, Shake It, Mouse Could Dance It street party. And the, you know, the show, Come On Everybody, Put Your Ears On, mm-hmm. like, that iconic song, that is a song that opens and closes this firework show in Disneyland. So, like, that was the first time that I had really heard it, like, out of, like, that rehearsal Disney World setting um, brought me to, like, tears but like good tears Mm -hmm. and it was just a great show so much fun they have like just i can't even describe it mickey's a dj like he, oh really? he's a DJ in it and really? it has cool. like these EDM beats. Like, it's so good. It's so good.
2: I'd like that. Yeah, I could see that. All right. So now we're up to like the big one, the big enchilada, mm-hmm. the number one most magical thing to do as a first timer in Disneyland. And you, and you know what? I'm really excited about this one because you made it sound like I'm going to have something to say about this one before. So I'm curious what I it think is. I think so. All right. What is it?
8: I feel like obviously number one at Disneyland is going to be the most recently opened land of campus
2: i've met disneyland in so long i wanted to go anyway Mm -hmm. when they decide to open this i was super jealous that i couldn't get there any sooner than i'm already planning on going like i was like ah there's gotta be way if i wasn't moving over the summer i would have figured out a way to get there over the summer but the Mm -hmm. move and everything else it just was like it was too much that alone i mean and i love disney but like just to see what that would actually be like because we don't have anything really marvel in in florida really i mean everything we have
8: universal Marvel yeah. Island. And yeah. there's this the whole, like, Universal owns the rights to those characters and theme parks in the state of Florida. And there's that whole debacle with, like, Disney. So mm-hmm. we're not going to get Marvel in Florida for years. A
2: long time, maybe. Yeah, it's hopefully. I think time. eventually we will. But it's probably going to be, like, I'm probably my kids will have their kids at that point. Like, it's probably going to free not for a long time.
8: Huge Marvel nerd. Like, I love it so, so much. Spider-Man is my go-to guy. He's my favorite superhero. So seeing him, I'm sure you've seen the videos. I've been yes. doing. Doing the backflip and it's actually the robot seeing that in real time was mind-blowing life-changing also knowing behind the scenes how it worked which i know like that's killing the disney magic But me being such like a context person, I love to know like behind the scenes things. So like it just made it even like that more magical. And I remember just like sitting in the center of the camp. So I'm looking up at like the building with the Quinjet on it. And I look up and there's Scarlet Widow and Captain America. Down below, you have President Loki mind you <laughs> and then over to your left you have thor and ant-man and then thor and ant-man just comes strolling on by thor and president loki exchange some words it's like brother brother like it's a conversation's happening as they leave and then captain america leaves but who comes back but captain america sam wilson and it's just like what is happening? This, I don't yeah. know what universe I'm in. The multiverse has opened and it's <laughs> the greatest thing I've ever seen.
2: This sound, yeah, I can't I can't wait to see it. And you know what? That's a good list for for me specifically because I'm going to like I said I'm going to be there hopefully in about about 6 months from now and um I I plan on trying to Maybe all these things. Obviously, Avengers Campus. Um, yeah, there's not even. A, yeah, you can't keep me out of there. But and that don't worry, stuff.
8: I tried the food and drinks, so you don't have to try them all. You can well, just take my word for what's I, good.
2: Yeah, I, I'm. Just, I'm already. I know I'm going to Lamplight Lounge. I know I'm going to Bengal Barbecue. Mm-hmm. The Cozy Cone was something I've already told you. I really. I, I already wanted a Cozy Cone. So yeah, I'm. I'm in, man, on all that stuff. And um, thank you so much for joining us. You are definitely a wild card. We didn't expect <laughs> some of these. Some of these things. You're such a big Marvel fan. Let me ask you, what was your favorite Marvel movie? Oh
8: my gosh. Um, definitely. Definitely, it's a really much a tie between Spider-Man: Far From Home and Thor: Ragnarok.
2: Yeah, you know what those I love about Ragnarok. Those? I feel like Ragnarok's like two movies in one kind of because you have all the time. It's like they're like in two different places. Like you have Doctor Strange on part of it, and then they go back. and they, I feel like it's like two different movies, really. And it's what I Why love. Did that, I like,
8: forget that Doctor Strange just like randomly pops in in that movie.
2: Yeah, like he just comes out of nowhere. He's all of a sudden he's in it, and he's in it for a few minutes. And but I feel like with that movie, this it's like it's almost like it's so it's like that yeah, he's he's in um he's he's with Hulk in that I forget the name of that other planet they're on where they're fighting and stuff. But, so it's almost like two separate movies to an Do extent. Do you know
8: the the fun fact about? that movie like the magical moment that was made no i don't so there was i believe it was a make a wish i think that was organization but there was a kid on set and they were filming the arena scene with hulk and thor and then the kid is like haha like you should like that's a friend from work like that that's one of your friends from work and chris hemsworth loved that line so much that he used it in the film and that is where the line He's a friend from where it comes from. Is Get like a Make-A-Wish kid that's such a bet. cool
2: that that's such a cool little factoid. And I'm I love that. I'm
8: sorry if it wasn't actually Make a Wish, but I know it was some organization and a kid coming. But it's like my favorite little just like heart melting story. It, and every it, time that is a nice story. I got you. I'm full <laughs> of fun facts.
2: And yeah, you're a wild card. <laughs> You're definitely a wild card. So Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. It's really been a treat and a pleasure to get to know you a little bit. You are a lot of fun. And yeah, I'm looking forward to trying some of these tips you gave us for our first timers at Disney.
8: Thank you so much for having me. It's been, it's been a ball.
2: It has been been. a blast blast. and a half. A blast and a half. I will be in touch. I'll see you soon.
0: All right. Perfect. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you. Be well. Okay, so that brings us to this week's edition of The Most Magical Five, and this week we have Jess with us. Jess, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. How are you?
2: I'm doing really cool, and uh, we're going to talk about some Animal Kingdom rides and attractions, your most magical five of that topic. And before we do that, though, please let everybody know a little bit about yourself and about your shop.
0: Well, my name is Jess, and I started the shop Yoho Trading Co. a couple years ago. I actually started it not long after a Disney trip. I had my engagement trip three years ago, and I'd made a pair of ears, and... (laughs) It didn't last very long. So I started thinking of other things that I wanted to have, you know, that other people could have. And um, I also want to do my nails really nice for my trip. And so what I ended up doing is I actually started creating some nail decals. And that's one of our most popular sellers in the shop right now. And you can find our shop on Etsy. And you can find the link to that by going to our Instagram at trading.co.
2: Very cool. Very cool. We're going to talk about your most magical animal kingdom rides and attractions. Uh, so let's let's kick it off. What's number five?
0: Number five is Flight of Passage. And I know for a lot of people, Flight of Passage is like their number one. They have to go when they go to Animal Kingdom. But for me, if I don't make it to Flight of Passage, it's not really going to hurt my feelings any. But I really like the full immersion experience. And the long ride queue is actually really great because the first time I did it, we were in line for three hours, which mm. was little crazy, but it was worth it because we went at night. So we actually were spending a lot of that time outside so we could buy luminescent plants and, you know, enjoy really Pandora at night.
2: Yeah, Pandora is one of the more beautiful spots in all of Disney at night, right? I mean, just it's, what they've done there is like fantastic.
0: Oh, yeah. it's if, if you have to go anywhere at Disney at nighttime, Pandora is the number one place to go.
2: Yeah, it's for sure. All right. So number four, where are we going?
0: Number four is the Gorilla Falls Trail. And the reason why I love it so much is because of the aviary, which if you've never been to it, it's totally worth all the birds getting up really close to you. And it really gives you more of an immersion than, you know, a typical zoo would.
2: Definitely. I, uh, I'm a huge, huge, huge animal guy. Anyone listening to the show knows. So I, um I, yeah, that, I, that's one of the reasons that I, one of the things that I love about Animal Kingdom is that you can get so close to a lot of the animals. It's not like your typical zoo where you see them behind the cage for the most part. Like, you know, like right here, you get, you can get right up to a, um you can get right up to a lot of these animals for, um, for the most part. And that's the part that I find so exciting about Animal Kingdom.
0: Oh, yeah. And the the, uh, Disney Plus show, The Magic of Animal Kingdom, it was really nice getting to see kind of behind the scenes of the Gorilla Falls Mm -hmm. trail on that, which really just made me love it even more.
2: Yeah, that that was a great series on Disney Plus for sure. All right. So where are we going for number three?
0: Number three is Expedition Everest. I can't go to Animal Kingdom without going to Expedition Everest. And I've been really lucky whenever I've rope dropped Expedition Everest because what I actually have gotten to go on it multiple times before the line has gotten to 15 minutes. So I've really gotten to enjoy it. And my favorite part about it is that you can actually see all of Animal Kingdom from the Mm. top. Yeah. And every time I get to the top, Mufasa pops into my head and all I hear is, oh, the light touches.
2: <laughs> yeah. And that's that, and that's just a fun ride, right? I mean, like when I mean, they're whipping around, you go backwards. I mean, the whole ride is fantastic. Even the queue uh, the line, I find it to be the, one of the best queue lines in all of Disney. It really is with all the artifacts and just the cool little trinkets they have in there.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, and I'm a history major. So whenever I get to see things that are, you know, artifacts from around the world and cultures, it's Mm. really to really see the history that they've brought into different things.
2: Yeah, I love it. Okay, so where are we going for number two?
0: Number two is Navi River Journey because we're going back to Pandora. (laughs) I really love all the bioluminescent plants and lighting on the ride because it is just out of this world. And actually, my favorite memory on the Navi River journey, because the day after my husband and I got engaged, we were on the ride. And my husband pointed out that my diamond ring was glowing because of the black light and explained how, you know, sometimes diamonds will actually glow in black light. So he's like, well, just so you know, it's a real ring because it's glowing. (laughs) I "I mean, I trusted you that you got a real one, but still.
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's a cool memory okay so now we come up to your number one most magical rider attraction in all of animal kingdom and it is what
0: Number one is Kilimanjaro Safari. I cannot go to Animal Kingdom without going on the safari. It's so awesome. And I love getting to see all the animals and the giraffes and lions are some of my absolute favorite things to see. Mm-hmm. And my husband and I, we actually will dress like we're going on safari when we go. And <laughs> we actually have gone out to gone out shopping to buy clothes just so we look like we're going on safari. He's got a safari hat. We've got our, you know, I've got my Tevas that i Feels like you're really in the experience when you dress up like you're going on that safari. Oh,
2: that's cool. That's very cool. This time like they're right next to the truck. Sometimes I mean they're like they're like right there. It's so it's such a, just an awe inspiring um experience to be on Kilimanjaro safari, especially when when you do get a good day where you see a bunch of the animals up close. You know.
0: Around it, it makes it so worth it. I mean, even when they're sleeping, it's nice to see them because not everyone gets to go to zoos or you know gets to see the animals as it is, but getting to be so close and in such a close proximity is just out of this world.
2: Exactly. Definitely. So, Jess, thank you so much for joining us this week on the most on our most magical five. Uh, before you get out of here, please remind everyone where to find you in your shop.
0: You can find my shop on Etsy. If you go to Etsy and you type in Yoho Trading Co, you'll be able to find our shop of our nail decals and we've got some handsome mouse ears coming and some bow bands. And you can also check us out on Etsy at yoho trading.co.
2: Very good. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jess.
0: Thank you for having me. All
2: right. We'll see you soon. Okay. So that brings us to this week's most magical five. And joining us this week, we have Jennifer. Jennifer, how are you doing?
0: I'm
9: great. How are you?
2: I'm good. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
9: Yeah. Um. So hi, my name is Jennifer. Um. My I'm on Instagram as welcome to main street. Um. I post mostly Disney world content Little bit of Universal, a little bit of Disneyland, occasionally, um, and then I also have an Etsy shop that's also Welcome to Main Street, and I make uh, Disney themed patches and stickers over there.
2: That's very cool. And uh, we're gonna go over your your most magical quick service options, right?
9: Yes, my top five.
2: <laughs> All right, so let's start with number five. What is it?
9: All right, so um, number five, I have a Summerfest over in the Germany Pavilion, mainly because I'm a sucker for soft pretzels, and so <laughs> that's kind of like my place to be for snacks in that category. So
2: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I, and even though the other stuff is there, it's pretty good too. I like that place. And it's also a good value in, in, um, in Epcot as well.
9: Yeah. And plus, um, I mean, I know the menu is not too extensive, but like if you have um, like an alcohol people in your group, like they have a pretty decent selection just in that one spot. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like a one-stop shop for all of that.
2: All right. So where are we going for number four?
9: Right. Number four, I have to go with Regal Eagle. Um, I feel like it's the safe choice. They're always going to have an option that someone in your party is interested in, but I think most important for me, they have the seating and they have the bathrooms. (laughs) And so, um, that's kind of an all encompassing, like a safe space.
2: Yeah, I and and you know what too is um, I love the new how how since they rethemed it with the regal eagle and it made it like a more of like a, a little bit of it's got like a, a light touch of the Muppets. I wish they would put even more Muppet into it, but it's got a light touch of the Muppets. Food is excellent, and I, it almost feel I almost always feel like it's it's one of the higher end of the of the quick service. I feel.
9: I agree. I feel like you walk in kind of expecting like, all right, it's gonna be barbecue food, and you're kind of surprised with mm-hmm. uh, the offerings they have. So I agree. I feel like it's a, it's another, it's a safe option, but I feel like there's always a little something that kind of pushes it over the edge for me when I go there.
2: I agree. I agree. So where are we going for number three?
9: All right. Number three, Kringle Bakery in the Norway Pavilion. They don't have a... Uh, Quite a huge selection, but I think every time I go, I'm finding a new thing that I want to try. And so, um, I was just there this past June. I got the chocolate Mickey tart, um, really great. Um, I know their seating area is a little bit small, but it was definitely worth it, um, to kind of wait and get a seat and just kind of sit there and enjoy all the atmosphere of the Norway Pavilion because it's beautiful. Mm. Um, so that's going to be my number three.
2: Have you tried the school bread there?
9: I didn't. Um, my fiance actually tried it, and I asked him before. Before I hopped on here. Hey, what did you think of it? He's like, I don't remember, but it was probably good. <laughs>
2: so, I love it. I, it. I think I love it. I think it's fantastic. I get it every time. So, I, I hear it, gotta,
9: lots of great things about it. So I assume it's really good.
2: <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta try it. It's really good. It's really good. But yeah, I would say next time you get there, definitely try that one.
9: I don't, I'm just going on my list.
2: <laughs> All right. So what do we go for number two?
9: All right. Number two, um, the Katsura grill in Japan. I'm so sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Um, I think
2: that's right. Katsura grill. Yeah.
9: Yeah, it's just beautiful. I think overall, Japan is probably my favorite pavilion. So like it kind of has a leg up there. Um, But also, I just feel like it's a nice break from what I would consider traditional Disney food. So I always have a good time over there.
2: You know what too is they got that little waterfall there and it's, it's like, you can kind of relax. I feel like when you go in back and, and you sit behind there, it's like another, it's like you're, you get to just kind of like Zen out and just kind of like chill out and get a break from the, from everything from all the hustle and bustle in the park, eat a, you know, eat your meal. I, I love Kitsura Grill. I think it's, the food is tremendous and I just love the vibe there.
9: I agree. I feel like there's not a lot of people there. Usually it's a Mm -hmm. good spot um, to just, even if you're grabbing food from like a different area and going over there to just kind of relax and eat and have a little bit of downtime, I think it's a wonderful spot.
2: Agreed. All right. So number one, most magical quick service dining option is?
9: Yeah. So my number one is crepes de chef de France um, in the France pavilion, which I know I've heard some controversial things about it. However, my last trip, our last day in Epcot, last day of the trip, we're leaving in a couple hours. We went to Epcot. It was pouring rain and freezing cold and just an awful day altogether. But we walk around the pavilion and we get to the France pavilion after like a full day just being soaked and we get a warm chocolate Crepe, <laughs> and it was just the best way to end the trip. It has to be my number one. It was the most magical part of the entire trip.
2: <laughs> that yeah, that's that's a, definitely a great stop too. Um, you know, I, I I gotta tell you, I love Ketsura Grill on your list. I love Regal Eagle on your list. Those are probably like two, my two of my favorite places in in uh, quick service in Epcot for sure. But, um, but yeah, that, that's that's a good top five list right there. And hopefully, some people you know take a, take a little listen to that and try some of that stuff when they get down there. Jennifer, yeah, thank you so much for joining us this week. I really appreciate it.
9: Oh, you're welcome. Thanks so much for having me.
2: And before you get out of here, please let everybody know where they can find the Instagram, where they can find your shop.
9: Yeah. So um, at Instagram, I am welcome to Main Street uh, with the two being a T-O. And then on uh, Etsy, I'm welcome to Main Street with the two being the number two.
2: (laughs) There you go. Go check her out, guys. Thank you very much again, Jennifer.
9: Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me.
2: I will see you soon. Okay, so that brings us to this week's Disney TV and Movie Minute, and as always, brought to you by JSA Creations. And Joey, what do JSA Creations always do? We make all your ears come true. Dan? We make all your ears come true (laughs) in In 3D. All right, so so Joey, Sam, what do we
3: got? So we coming Wednesday, October 13th, Just Beyond, an eight-episode supernatural a theology that was inspired by the writing of R.L. Stein, The series tells astonishing and thought-provoking stories of a reality just beyond the one we know. Each episode introduces viewers to a new cast of characters who must go on a surprising journey of self-discovery in a supernatural world of witches, aliens, ghosts, and parallel universal Parallel
5: universes. <laughs> universal islands
3: (laughs) universes
5: all right what else we got
3: i I only had one cup of coffee i need another one (laughs) the next one is okay apollo back to the moon season one this two-part documentary chronicles the epic adventure of the apollo space program which includes both tragic setbacks and historic successes
1: I'm looking forward to this. I like that they call yeah. it season one and there's
2: only two episodes. Two parts. Is that
5: true? <laughs> does that really count as a season? I was I don't don't were, it's
2: it's probably calling it season one, but I bet you this is just it. There's probably not gonna be anything else after that. I think the, I think second season is gonna be more about the back lot where they film the moon land. Oh, oh yeah. I love the conspiracy stuff about that. <laughs> um I'm only joking. Um what what else we got? <laughs>
3: mickey mouse mix up adventures season one mickey and the sensational six race around the world in their roadsters visiting lots of countries and having adventures
2: season one consists of one 10 minute episode <laughs> <laughs> i haven't
3: kidding. seen any
2: <laughs> what else we got actually i think joey's got the rest right yeah i'm up next
3: all yes. right, cool. all
5: right so next up we've got secrets of the zoo north carolina Season one. This follows a passionate family of vets and zookeepers in North Carolina as they care for more than a thousand animals at one of the largest zoos in the world. So these are these are pretty cool. The only thing I'm curious about is when you're talking about one of the largest zoos in the world, very curious to see that because, you know, we have a pretty big zoo here in, in Miami, the, the Miami Zoo. Now, yeah. Obviously, there's, a you know, the Bronx Zoo. There's a whole bunch of them. But I always, when you see these, some of the biggest ones, I'm very curious to see how they're, how big they are and how they're run. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I want to check it out.
4: Me too. I love
2: a good zoo, man. Yep. You love know that. Zoo. There you, you go. You should have seen me today at Epcot feeding every single bird that came by oh me. Yeah, SJ, J, SJ oh boogie birds about it. I yeah. had, I had a pretzel bun and they literally ate the whole pretzel bun. I was feeding them. I, I had all the ducks. Pain. I couldn't help it, dude. They're I love those they birds. They're going to kick man. you out. Dude, I love those birds, man. The way where they? they fo- you probably had a flock like following. It like, was like it was <laughs> like S J birds, man. There was like a good six of them, and one actually, I was sitting on the bench, and I had the little like the little cardboard like little bowl they have where like you know when they put your little stuff in it from the from the booths, and the one kept trying to put his head over like to like look in my inside it, like he wanted to me to basically like feed him by almost my hand. And this is the ones I don't know what kind of birds they are, but you know the ones with the really long thin beaks. Yeah, they come out like this, and they're super skinny. Where it looks like they will hurt if they get you because it's like almost a needle. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want him getting too close, but I was feeding them. I, fed, I gave the, the duck. There was a duck there that had a huge hunk of bread, and he he took the bread and ran ran to the water because he didn't want to share it.
4: Oh my so god! I missed a throw. That
2: it says uh, Joel's saying that
5: basically you had a gin drink. You gave that to them that you hated. No, I gave that to Joel. I didn't like the gin drink, so I gave it to
2: Joel. Oh. I was giving food away to everybody. Joel got my gin drink. The uh the I forget what it was called, but it was one Ginges of the 50th celebration. Like it was one of the 50th celebration things. It had like blue carousel in it. And I thought it'd be a little sweeter. I thought it would more I think it'd be like fruitier. And you it was the like gin was too strong. I don't know if she was trying to hook me up with extra gin, but the gin was too strong. And I was like, I can't do this. So I gave it that to Joel. And I basically shared all my food with the birds. Okay. I was raised, I was raised by birds. Molded <laughs> by <it>. yeah. <laughs> okay.
5: Please get us out of this, Joey. Please. Yeah. All right. So next up is another part of Secrets of the Zoo. This is uh Down Under Season 2. This is the insight to Sydney, uh, Sydney's Tauranga Zoo, which provides exclusive access to a conservation success story. Sydney or Australia's usually got some really amazing stuff out there. It's always good to see them. Next up, we've got The Wizard of Paws Season 1. This is a uh, dramatic transformation of a life when Derek Campana creates one of a kind artificial limb for animals in need, which is pretty neat. Usually you see these YouTube videos and stuff. Um, He gives animals, yeah, he gives animals who are unable to stand or walk the gift of mobility and a second chance of life this is pretty cool
1: i saw one that was a penguin that they did this with that was really just amazing yeah Aww.
2: speaking of animals missing missing legs what do you call a two-legged cow this is a third joke by the way
1: a heifer <laughs> lean beef i like mine
2: better I like no way heifer. lean beef was better lean heifer, is heifer. Way better. well heifer is the word but heifer isn't really it's not still half a cow it's still whole cow it's two legs lean it's beef
1: half because it, it's sir. leaning it's oh yeah! <laughs> How do you not get mine, but
2: you you get that terrible one? I but, thought it was better. Mine, I mean. You would listen, dad, uh, Dan. You're not the you're not the dad joke expert. Leave that. To Thank me. God, <laughs> because if that's an expert, <laughs> I don't want to be
1: anywhere near it.
2: Dan, I think he's just the Gator him. joke.
1: Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's please. what it is.
5: He's still bitter because you chose the other one over. His.
2: He knows my. He knows mine. He liked mine better. I, I I thought the other one was better too, but now he's trying to walk it back. But back to this story, though, I actually am very excited to see this. I love you know me. I'm like a sucker for animals. I love seeing these kind of stories. I'm probably going to tear up looking at some of these animals that are like that and hearing the stories of why they might be missing limbs or whatever else. I'm sure there's going to be some sad stories, but I'm really looking uh, forward to seeing that. That's something that I'll probably watch straight through. I like that stuff. So right, what
5: else? All right. Next up, we've got, well, actually, last up, we've got zombies. Addison's moon story, or Moonstone Mystery Shorts, season one at Seabrook High. Zombies, werewolves, and humans are all coexisting because, you know, that's a normal thing. <laughs> um, things are going well between Zed and Addison until the new girl, Vanna, shows up
2: with a big secret. Ooh. I got to tell you, I knew from jump this Vanna was going to be a problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just based on her name. This is, the, this is based on the movies, right? It's a, a short series yeah. based on the movies? Yeah. So. I've never yeah. seen With, them, but... I
3: actually love the movies. I think they're super cute. Yeah,
2: I, I, I haven't seen them. I think my daughter probably seen the first one, but uh, I haven't seen them yet. Yeah, Sammy's oh. watched these a couple times. Cool. There's two of them, I think, right? Two movies? Mm-hmm. I, think With, so. yeah. I think Megan yeah. Donnelly is the female lead in it, but I'm not sure who the guy is. All right, so that's what's coming up on Wednesday. So Friday, there's a couple things coming up on Friday. On October 15th, we got Lost Cities with Albert Lin, The Great Flood. Albert Lin is a, on a global adventure from the icy Black Sea depths to the heights of the Peruvian Andes, searching for the origins of the Great Flood stories. I love all that history stuff and like ge- geography stuff. So that, that sounds like it to be pretty cool. I'm probably gonna watch that. And we also got Mega City of the Maya Warrior King and National, Graphic, National Geographic Explorer Albert Lin travels to the jungles of Central America in. In search of the lost capital of the Maya Snake Kings. Another thing I would probably find interesting. I'd, I'd probably check this out. What about you guys? Uh, oh. I don't think I have time for that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I don't I'll know. Tell you what I, I think I'll pass.
2: Can I tell you what I uh-huh. saw just recently? And I was pretty unimpressed with it. Was the Mickey's Tale of Two Witches. It was like Disney Junior. Good. It was yeah, Disney, It was very, it wasn't for like, it was for little, little kids. It wasn't for like kids. So I was, I like, was like, afraid oh.
1: of it. It looked, the picture looked
2: good, but yet you could tell that it was probably that. It was kind of like the same animation they use for like, uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Yeah. Which but. Zoe loves. Me and Zoe she would she would watch it every day. Because you guys know the story. So sure. she would probably really she would probably love this. This is probably a good Halloween special to Zoe. So
1: Zoe is his dog out there for those of you that don't know. So yeah. I'm telling
2: you, they all know. They all know. Ooh. I showed Zoe's picture out a million times Watches to different Disney people. Disney Jr. I, I showed Zoe's picture to just about every everyone I came across in, in Disney this past weekend for the first. So yes. every, everybody knows. Her. Um she's more popular than me. But I can't oh. wait to see her. In a couple of days I'm gonna get to see her. Can't wait. I find that, hard to believe. that I'm gonna see her. No, I'm gonna see her on Sunday. Uh, so She's no. more popular than you. Yeah, I think I,
5: Dan, I, I think Dan's saying the
2: bar is not really that high. Just, <laughs> they, 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 they I they, didn't they, say that. <laughs> there might be some. There might be some truth to that. I don't I, know. I didn't say that. But um, <laughs> but my tongue. <laughs> but I, I. But I. I should. Sure, I should sure miss my Zoe, man. I'm going to see her in a few days. I can't wait.
3: <laughs> oh, <sighs> Zoe.
2: <sighs> Zoe, she's such a princess.
5: And
3: you also miss Jess, right?
2: Yeah, your wife. I mean. Oh, yeah. I'll see her.
3: <laughs> uh, okay. Does
5: Jess and listen to this? Does poor you
2: know, Jess. I imagine she doesn't listen as often as she should. Me missing Zoe so much is no, that's not news. That's old hat to Jess. She knows. She knows. I talk to Jess all the time. She calls me all the time and like won't leave me alone. But I don't really get to spend time with Zoe when I'm here. So it's different. <laughs> wow. Oh, wait. I can't wait to get home. We're going to we're gonna you. play fetch in the backyard and then we're going to snuggle. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. She's going
3: to And also to see, see your kids too, right? Oh, yeah.
2: Oh. Uh yeah. Uh, what's Adrian and Angie? Yep, I'll see them. Yeah, Actually, actual. Angie's okay. Angie's in California right now. She's not going to be home till after my. I won't even see her. I'll be back in Florida, but before she comes back, she's in oh. she's in California till mid, middle of uh, November.
1: Was that a so, plan on her part, or just um, a coincidence? I, I,
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's just coincidence.
7: Disney Topic Talk.
2: Okay. So this week's Disney topic talk, we have the Muppets haunted house that just came out. It's just this new release. It was fantastic. Uh, but we're going to pick another attraction that we'd love to see the Muppets do a special movie about. And, uh, it could be any one of the parks in Walt Disney World. There's so many different stories that all these rides have that you could always put a character into. And the Muppets always seem to like took over, you know, Christmas Carol, Treasure Island, now the haunted mansion. So it's always like, you can always pick the Muppets and put them in a story. And it just gives it that, that little extra Muppetness. Muppetness. Yeah. Muppetness. So, Muppet-ness. um, I love it. So i I mean I'm curious if any of us have the same answers, what we'd like to see. But let's uh let's start over with uh let's start with Joey first. Okay,
5: so look, me and okay, me and Sammy had discussed this, kinda worked on something with her. So I'm gonna let mm-hmm. her go through some of the notes that we put down and then I'll come up I, I do have another one that I wanted to discuss. So cool. Sammy, just go ahead and cause I know we have notes on this.
3: Okay. Yeah, you can't take my notes.
5: <laughs> well, I'm not going to. That's why I said
3: Okay. But- <laughs> that's
5: why I said use them. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, so I chose pirates. I love I, that you had a hat.
2: I don't. Oh yeah. a- you know what? A Thank plus on the props that. A plus
5: on the prop. Yeah, she's wearing it sideways and backwards, but she's okay. ready
2: for. Oh, Listen, I'm she's sorry. ready for when we go live on video. She's all ready for the live video. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still backwards.
6: <laughs>
2: it's not the a cowboy hat. Is, <laughs> she put it on and then did a strut with it on wrong. Like, like yeah. look at me. So, a Western well, or the yeah. Yeah, it looked like kind of- it, right? The point
5: is,
4: it's, now it's well, like an, an it's old inspector. What did you find? <laughs> I don't know. Like
3: <laughs> oh,
5: you know what happened, Pete. <laughs> No, you know what happened is it...
3: I think Aiden. Yeah, kind of. He messed up. Because this is up the fold. From pirates.
5: Yeah, he messed up the fold, <laughs> I can see. but it did look like a pirate. It did look like a cowboy hat. Um, this is about <laughs> actually making uh, a movie
1: on the attraction, not the hats. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly, nobody can see it. Right she looks now. like
2: Yosemite Sam right now. <laughs> Yosemite oh, Sam, I, it fits minus the guys, facial
5: hair. i yeah. mean, we'll just you know,
3: kind of,
2: <laughs> yeah, use, the use your hair as a mustache. Yeah.
3: I actually do have a mustache.
4: So, <laughs> <laughs> something I would do uh. with the <laughs> hair. Okay, you guys ready? Let's come well, out it's of not my cat, so I
3: didn't know coming out of a package. <laughs> <laughs> We're dressing up a Cinco de Mayo tomorrow, so this is what I got for me. My- yeah, but you look like a Desperado right now.
1: I, I want her to, I to be like Peter Brady it's and cool. wear it. And as she's telling this pitch, one side will flap on Phil and Phil Packer? Yeah, Phil <laughs>
4: Packer. And his
3: mustache that came yeah. off? Well, it's glued, but I, I since I'm wearing it tomorrow, I can't, you know.
4: That is a good, that is a sweet stash.
3: <laughs> it even curls. I'm I don't know sure if you can she see the curl. Cute, That's
2: a heck of a mustache. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay so I picked pirates
4: I
2: <laughs> love pirates I
4: picked Big Thunder
2: okay what do I got
4: <laughs> so
2: who would you have as playing what roles give me an idea of like who would play what role like obviously Kermit would be Jack
4: okay um
3: I don't know I kind of put on my notes that he would be Will Turner and Elizabeth response okay. would be Miss Piggy
2: okay who would be who would be your Jack Sparrow um
3: would that be
2: a Gonzo kind of a role
3: I I put Gonzo for um Jack Sparrow, but then I kinda like him also for as Davy Jones. So I'm not sure. I think hmm or Bootstrap Bill would be scooter.
2: <laughs>
3: I, <see that. laughs> I, was, I don't I like know. It. I mean I
2: but yeah, I, I you know what they like? I said they they did do Treasure Island, which is obviously a different story, but it is it is still pirates. You broke the rules a little bit, Sam. I'm sorry.
3: I ex- I'm. Sorry. I expected. I, just really I expected love pirates.
2: I know. I know. It's no. Listen. It's still it's still a good idea. It's still a good story. But yeah, I think I, I could see that Will Turner being played by Kermit, and I I think I personally I think I would go, I would go Gonzo or Grover for Jack Sparrow. Grover is very Jack Sparrow-y anyway. Right? He's always like his voice is all like off and stuff. Yeah. That, that's true. Thought. I didn't
3: think of that one. That's who I would pick. Cool. even though i broke the rules i'm so sorry
2: so what do you got joey listen
5: there's a couple of these i could have done but <laughs> really because obviously i'm, I'm a huge fans of a lot of these these things but i'm gonna go with it's got to be with star wars we could do you know basically rise or you know based on any of those because there's so many of the movies in that in the uh, in the series you know so you, obviously you got you know luke so you got to have kermit as luke and you know maybe piggy as princess leia even though i know kermit and miss piggy are a thing but you know for something like that maybe have um cookie monster is like vader i i don't know it'd be silly because obviously it's be funny but you could really you could probably mix a lot of them together because there's so many of the the movies you could have like maybe reenact some of the scenes from uh the first star wars and you then kind of you know empire strikes back turn of the jedi kind of go through a little bit of them but i mean to me that's a the, the Muppets would be a great fit. There's just so many characters in these movies that you could kind of make fun of, almost like in a Spaceballs kind of way, mm-hmm. which would be mm-hmm. very silly, which is obviously a, a, a brilliant movie, at least in my yeah comedy movie, in my, in my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah, for those, I think Star Wars, man, there's just so much you could do there. There's so many, uh, not only the Muppet characters, but there's just so many in the Star Wars era that you could, you know, have the little mini lightsabers and you could have the, some act as the mini droids and all kinds of stuff like that. I think that would be really cool. I that like that.
1: the mini Oddball Muppet characters, too, yeah. that you can
5: yeah. just Small roles, you know. It, yeah, for ex- sure. ex- exactly. So I think that would be another great crossover that they could you know, definitely
2: yeah. I, I think that would be good actually. I like that one. Star Wars have they've done stuff with like uh the Lego Star Wars movies. So it could be conceivable that they would do something for um sometime, maybe maybe one day making that Muppet crossover with Star Wars. I can see that they own Star Wars, so it's easy for them to do, and they've already done it with Lego. I could see them doing something similar to that with Muppets at, at, at another time. It makes it would make sense to me. Drop yeah. it in, you know, on on May 4th.
1: The only thing is why did they say that recently that you'll never see the disney character crossover anymore with star
5: wars oh Oh, yeah that is true and that's the interesting thing because you're right about that and i still think the muppets would be a better crossover than their own characters to be honest with you as far as you know they do the the mickey with the jedi and all that stuff and i guess i'm not really sure what that is maybe there's something with the muppets where they don't want to or not uh, mickey with star wars maybe there's something there yeah i don't don't know. know It was, I was surprised when we heard that news last night. But I still think, I think the, it would make for, even though they've never done a movie, but I think it would be a better crossover with the Muppets that way. Just because the Muppets were used to seeing them do crossovers and things like that. So much more than that. So I don't know. I mean, maybe they never would because of what you were saying. Mm -hmm. I I don't really know.
2: It might be one of those things where they want to kind of, not that they want to separate it just for the sake of separating it, but it might be one of those things where they want Star Wars to stand on its own. You know, maybe it's not so much a disrespect in the fact of, of mixing Disney characters with Star Wars. It might just be that they want Star Wars to kind of just stand on its own. Right. could be more like that.
1: Maybe they should take that mentality with the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland. Mm, Just saying. Just saying. (laughs)
2: No, That's
4: it's good. Cool. It's Dig.
2: Cool. dig. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. So, what about uh, up there on, in the Midwest? What do you guys got?
4: I've got Space Mountain. I have a little story behind this.
2: I want to get the story.
4: Because, and I don't think this is breaking the rules, because my idea is a continuation of part two of Muppets from Space from 1999, the 1999 movie Muppets from Space. Which I forgot did, about that movie. Yeah, which a lot of people did, I think. <laughs> but it did not feature any attraction. So my plot is they go back to find Gonzo's family and those crazy Muppets end up in Space Mountain because that's how they think they're going to get to Gonzo's family. They go through the back and they come across the old crater caverns and they see the robot waiter guy and everything's all great. But we all know that Space Mountain is in the dark. So there's a lot of clinking, you know, whatever. A lot of this movie is going to take place of the journey. Getting there, once they're in there, oh, you know, they realize that it really won't take you to space. It's an attraction and it's in the dark. And it ends with that crazy oh oh wait no i forgot to say well okay so here's how it ends <laughs> it ends Spoiler at cra- alert. it ends crazy hairy and his dynamite is going to make an explosion and it's gonna kill all the effects shut the ride down lights are coming on then they realize that they're in the attraction
1: i like I lights. love
4: that thanks there's also a special dessert that goes with this and oh. that is the mm. alphabet cereal Ice cream, which is a nod to Muppets from Space.
2: That's pretty.
5: I love that's, it. Yeah, that's you pretty know what, sick. Stephanie, you got to let in. your
4: credit there. I yeah, like she that. went in.
5: She went see? in like super detailed, and I, it was funny to see, see Dan's face though when she first started describing. Dan was trying to figure out like, is that a thing? What? It was funny.
1: Yeah, and they could use cross promotion like the Star Wars mm-hmm. hyperspace. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: overlay. They could bring in the pigs in space from the old Muppet Show. Yeah,
1: I like the lights. Oh on. yeah, and then?
4: yeah, the crazy guy. Can't you just see like the end of the movie? <laughs> Big explosion, lights on, which is oh, also man, a nod to attraction. the theater
2: show and. Hollywood studios. Yeah. With would, would Danny trio cameo in this? Oh my God. Yes.
4: So would Dan- Danny Terrio.
2: I am going to say, you might want to have, you know what? This might be a, this might be a special occasion to have them both and they could play brothers.
4: Definitely. Because it's mountain, you know, there's a disco ball. Well, there used to be, I'm obsessed. You don't
1: know how to dance. You
2: don't know how to fight. <laughs> <laughs> the Danny and brother. we <laughs> battling it out. A, and dance. We also to <laughs> a, a knuckle sandwich. And we need to have the yup. Yup. Aliens from cameoing from Sesame yes. Street. They gotta got to come it there too. the yup yup yes. guys are taking over the
1: astronauts in the ride car that used to be outside of Space Mountain. <gasps> cause you love My that. Hi guys.
4: Yes. Yeah. I don't know if people, everyone knows what you're talking about cause we're old, but. Yeah, from they should have yeah. put
1: that back out for the fiftieth. That'd have been cool. Amen.
4: They should have. And where are those guys now? In a warehouse somewhere, and someone's John, backyard? Stamos's. John, Stamos's
5: Stamos's backyard. <laughs> John Stamos's backyard, or his living room, <laughs> or maybe it's a porcelain piece in his
2: bathroom. Yeah. So I, I, I love that one, Stephanie. That was really good. I like it a lot. A good job.
4: Thanks, Dan. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Let's, let,
2: let's see. What do you got, Dan? Well, I had to call an
1: audible at like 10 minutes before the show because I realized something did not work extremely in my concept that I just got sidetracked on. But I'm going to go with the Muppets escape to Yeti Mountain. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and obviously a throw to <laughs> which mountain. And uh, it's going to be about Everest. I know probably no one picked that one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) If people were watching live already, they'd see. I thought for sure, I feel the only one I had to worry about taking it was gonna be Joey. Nope.
1: I did a kind of a side move because that wouldn't be my normal one. So my thing is gonna be kind of movie slash 50th anniversary promo because my concept is going to be the idiot gets super upset about being shut down for the refurb for so much that he ends up breaking out of the park and going back to his homeland so he flashed to this boardroom kind of meeting we got bob eiger tomorrow all these guys in there talking about we can't have this we can't have this news going on With the 50th and they're going to try to figure out how to get this Yeti back. And they're like, yeah, but no one knows how to talk Yeti. There's only one person I know. And that's the last person we want to be getting involved. And they're like, who? And then they slowly pan over a picture and it's Animal. And Animal is the only guy that can speak Yeti. And so the trip is now them going to you know, the Everest land and obviously it's going to be cold. They get dropped off with like trunks that are reminiscent of like the labeling that's used in Everest and they just get yeah. there. And so as they're climbing the mountain, you'll, you know how, I mean, a lot of people get, they don't leave the mountain. <laughs> On this time, you'll see cameos of different people as they're climbing up the mountain. Kind of like the old Batman TV show when they were scaling up the wall and people <laughs> would pop out the windows. Yeah. So you'd have, you know, Statler and uh, Waldorf would be on there maybe john stamos you know that whole muppet star thing that i said i didn't want in the on a mansion version and when they finally get there you know animal will be talking to the yeti and everything <laughs> will be subtitled because nobody knows how to how to speak it so when they get back on the plane and it's, you know, that whole kind of craziness with Muppets. They'll show all the way down, you know, the aisle and you'll see the craziness. The pilot will open the door and say, is everybody, you know, is everything kosher? I don't know the line, but it's going to be Patrick Putty uh, from Soren in the pilot's outfit. So there's going to be a lot of that oh, kind of nice. stuff
2: with pulling oh, different Patrick Warburton. Okay.
1: Yeah. And so they explain to the Yeti, he's not getting taken out. It's just the refurb and he, you're going to have time off. You should enjoy it. And they're like, what are we going to do now that we have this time off? <laughs> what else? Go to Magic Kingdom. And now you got the Muppets going to Magic Kingdom to kind of go into some of the 50th stuff. You'd run into like Fozzie doing the piano because the piano oh, player yeah. is back and things like that. Rolf. Yeah. Rolf. Rolf. There you go. That was a good man. That's good, Dan. Yeah, Yeah, it would all climax with what else? A musical performance in front of the castle with Dr. Teeth
2: and the electric man. Yes.
5: That would be awesome. Man, both you and Steph, man. You guys got like it.
2: And uh, and I'll be honest. So what mine was obviously, as we now know, mine was gonna be expedition ever since as well. It was a different story than Dan has, but to be honest. They both kind of, I thought it was bad enough when Stephanie kind of went with a little bit of the story that I was going to go with because she took some of the storyline. They were going to f- try to find out where Gonzo's people came from. And it was going to be in these mountains in, in, in Everest that they were going to go take a look and, and try to find some of his relatives. Ooh, and so, yeah, it was well, easy to come up with these ideas after you've heard. So, so um, so that was what it was. They were, it was going to be the Muppet team going to help gonzo find his um ancestors the the yeti i was actually gonna have the yeti played by Sweetums since he's like the biggest most hairiest yeah. one so as as it turns out that wasn't going to that was gonna be my thing is they were basically going to see gonzo's uh ancestors out in the mountains out in, like in the himalayas and uh Sweetums was gonna play the yeti i also had crazy harry as well also like blowing stuff up um in the mountain and was gonna be partially uh, partially the reason why the, the tracks get messed up it wasn't going to be the Yeti that did it, it was going to be crazy Harry trying to like nice. blow out wow. some of the mountain, but he was going to blow up the track, yes. and um, and that was the whole thing is Kermit was leading this expedition Everest, you know, in, in one of these T trains up the uh, the mountain, and um, and so you both kind of jointly took my took my my my, my um, Sorry. you're welcome. I feel like it's like you, it's like you knew, and um. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Sorry. Yeah.
2: I wish I had somebody to blame, but I have Learn. nobody to blame but myself. No, but listen, you guys had you had you guys had great ideas. I don't know. I I I gotta be honest, I really I I, I think I, I can't tell why I like I like them both. I don't know which I you guys put so much detail in them too. Like you actually had yeah, like the whole plot and everything. I was just I was just coming up with a cool with a cool thing, but I uh the the way especially the, even the way Dan described his, that's how Muppet movies always are, right? Like when they mix in mm-hmm. the humans with the with the Muppets. Yeah. So I, that's why I, I really appreciate that one. But both stories are great. Um but I really appreciate the way that Dan put it in there. I appreciate um, uh, Samantha's mustache, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, mine was, like I said, Expedition Everest. It was a little bit of a a, a combination of Stephanie's and Dan's. Mr. Rogers is in mine. I'm going (laughs) to- (laughs) <laughs> I, I was going to cast Randy Quaid, but there you Randy go. Quaid. Let's <laughs> pull him out of retirement or wherever he's at. Poor Randy Quaid has definitely had a little bit of a falling off as of late. He's no Dennis Quaid. I'll tell you that. Right.
5: Uh, that was good though. But yeah, Dan Dennis stuff, take it because they went into, you know, high detail in the entire from fronts, you know, from story from front beginning to end. That's a nod stuff. to Chris, Chris Bondle
2: there.
4: Show enough is.
2: Yeah. See, and I was, I was, the other one I was also going to do was, um, if it wasn't this, I was bantering about the two of them is doing an interview. Indiana Jones with that coming back now. I was saying, oh that maybe would work Kermit,
6: too. That Kermit would work pl- too. Kermit
2: could play Indy, Miss yeah. Piggy would be Marion, um you know, so I kind of thought maybe I'm doing something like that, but that was like I was afraid somebody would take that because it was just in the news this week. So I was like, Guy, you know what? Let me let me go Everest because I think they could I could see them doing a story about Everest. Also Tara Terror I was thinking too, but it's too close to Haunted Mansion, so I was like let me back off that. That's yeah. just a little Haunted Mansion, but uh I thought they could do a, a, a cool story with that as well. I mean, like, honestly, honestly I, I was saying that we could have done I could have done Marvel too. Yeah, I mean, day. you could yeah. The the Muppets are one of those wackadoos that you could put them in anything and make a spoof movie out of it. Like you said before, Spaceballs. They could, have, they could take any really attraction and probably yep. make a cool movie with it as long as it's put together right. So um, I, I think of any of the one let, of these could win.
1: Speaking of Putty, I thought of actually doing this film as just part of an attraction film because i so want them to redo the soren because it's it's pretty dated even though it's good and i thought the muppets could do that right and even possibly you know pop in and out of the actual screens when you're on the ride i thought it'd be a cool mm-hmm. overlay
2: mm-hmm. You, know, you know it's funny i don't know if you guys saw what jay bergs put in the chat He his, his attraction was the people mover <laughs>
6: yeah
2: <laughs> a lot of action <laughs> Let me tell you something. That thing's getting stuck a lot lately, man. I had a friend that was lately, on it. I
5: think it's been since they, they brought it back. Yeah, I, been... I had
2: a friend that got stuck on it for 45 minutes. They had to give him Fast Passes.
5: Yeah, It's just constant. So Every time we've been, we see people getting off of it every yeah. single time. I'm like, jeez. So we just stop riding it because we don't want to get stuck on it.
2: Yeah, you'll shoot
1: your
5: whole day. Well, we do.
4: <laughs> What's, why would you not want to get stuck? That is my dream to get stuck on a ride and have to go on.
5: Well, the, the problem is, I, I understand that. It, where, it depends
2: is, where you get stuck. I wouldn't want to right, get stuck depends in the spot where, where
5: you get stuck. Black. Right. Oh. And. We don't, and Aiden was starting to complain a little bit. He's like, "I don't want to get on it because they are gonna get stuck." He starts freaking out. So Mm. I'm like, "Yeah, we're probably not gonna do that."
2: I see. Don't get me wrong; there is spots where I wouldn't mind getting stuck. You get stuck right in that spot where the castle is, like we get that great view of the castle. Yeah, But but some of those places where it's complete darkness. I wouldn't even mind getting stuck where, where you get in the spot where you can watch them working on Tron because you could kind of like see everything uh, right down there. Oh, well, inside Space Mountain would be the best. Or inside yep. Space Mountain. Well, depending on the part, because Dad. some of like, you're in like just darkness. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. see anything, but.
5: I still like um, it in
2: there like that. I guess.
5: Yeah, man. Just because, you know, hearing the sounds, the screams. Yeah. You hear the clanking of the uh,
2: the roller coaster, you know, the car hitting the tracks and stuff like that. Plus, you could do a lot of creepy things when it's pitch black like that that you probably won't be able to court in the thing. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> Okay. Wow. Just so you know, they got cameras, guys, infrared cameras. So don't don't get a little handsy with your women when you're in the pitch black thing oh, of the people mover.
1: Don't, don't get a little handsy. This is common knowledge for you somehow.
2: <laughs> I, don't know. I found out the hard way.
4: Don't get so what?
2: Don't get handsy with your woman. You know, listen. Don't get
4: handsy with
2: heavy petting. Don't get know. handsy with your woman and keep
5: your hands to yourself. <laughs>
4: keep your hands off of my wall.
5: Joel, Is a real song or, says it or, or if you get stuck out in the uh, hot oh, side.
2: yeah, oh that would be rough too. Especially when you don't get that breeze coming in, and you're right yeah. there in the sun to just bake. But uh, that's that's gonna do it for this week's show. So let's get into some thankments, Th- thankments, thank- thankments. <laughs> thank- thank- and- <laughs> that's what we that's what we call the segment. It's a combination of thank yous and announcements. Thankments. Let's get into some thankments. So let's thank <laughs> Stephanie from Walt Disney World <laughs> Magazine for stopping by today. Let's thank Ashley from the Magical Lifestyle for stopping by today. And let's ch- uh, thank Yoho trading company for stopping by today and giving us some magical, most magical fives. And remember to stay tuned for the magical lifestyle YouTube and TikTok channels. We'll have more info on that soon. And remember, we're going to be going live soon with this show. So make sure you stay tuned so you can see us all live, making all of our blunders in person on camera. Uh, (laughs) Just wait till you see that. We're going to have some fun with that. And in the meantime, let's all say adios to the crew. Let's also thank, let's say... Thank Jay Boogie Bergs for the production on the other side. Uh, and let's also say adios to, um, Joey and Sam. It's good to have you both in the house. I know we don't always get there all the time. It was great having you both here. Sammy, um, I know yeah. was, uh, had, had a, sh- had a struggle through, uh, she had a rough couple of days and she still was able to pull it off. I appreciate you for being here. Yeah,
5: it Thank was great. I mean
3: I'm yeah, happy fun to be here. show.
2: Fun show as always. Looking forward to the next
5: one. Looking forward to the next one. Just happy to be here.
2: Just happy to be here. And uh where can we find those JSA creations years, man?
5: Yeah, you can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, at uh JSA, and then creations is gonna be three D instead of EA. There you go. And also adios. be on
2: the lookout for our holiday releases coming up soon. soon. Very awesome. I yep. can't wait. Also say adios to the best of the Midwesterners, Dan and Steph. Adios, my friends.
4: Adios.
1: Hey, just on a side note, Gene, I don't know if you're yeah. aware, but I've been getting a lot of hits lately on my Steve Brule Club Cool video. <laughs> have yeah. annoying, how many views do oh, I have up So
4: It's like over 15,000. <laughs> really? <laughs> All of a sudden. Then we oh my God. That long ago? Oh, years ago. And I guess, all of when, a sudden- you know
5: what?
2: Club Cool must have just when it just reopening. It's probably been like, no kidding. That-
5: Somebody was doing a search and it came up. Ah, you're right.
1: You're right. Look that- at that. Anyway, Stephanie, why don't you tell them where they can find us?
4: Okay, we are rock and roll DW on Instagram and we are still on a teeny bit of a break here, but we have some fun stuff coming up where we are going to Walt Disney's hometown for the Dreaming Tree Gala to see some original Disney artists. It'll be real fun. So come on by. We'll be up and running pretty soon.
1: Yep. I'll stop by. I'll laugh. A smile.
4: A, a
2: chuckle. And a rip roaring day. Yeah, that's it. That's our
4: tagline. <laughs>
2: so guys this has been episode 55 of the disney underground don't forget you can find us on instagram at the disney underground all one word and remember you can also hear us on magic of the mouse radio every tuesdays and thursdays at 5 p.m eastern saturdays is at 1 p.m eastern and uh my name is gene you can find me on instagram at the underscore magical underscore lifestyle and as usual guys have a great today a better tomorrow and we will see you next time